Hello, hello, everyone. <laughs> we are back finally. We bike. Little week hiatus. We're going to get right into it. Hope y'all had a stress-free week, as possible at least. How you doing, Regina? On Cole. Hey, hey how y'all doing? What up, what up, what up, what up? We bike. <laughs> we back, we back. Lost in the script. Episode what? 113. 113, untitled. Scapegoat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how y'all doing? How Shout y'all out doing? to Regina. Grand arrival on the Saturday day to the nations of gods on earth. On code 24-7. Just look at my watch. I got, I got time, time today. today. <laughs> Regina never responded to on code 24-7. <laughs> Hit the like button. If you're reading this, good luck. Hey, family. Hope all is good well. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Mr. Man, there's only 52K blacks in Seattle. There's oh, yeah. It's very tiny. 160K yeah, blacks in Boston. You did your research. Yeah. United against the whites. <laughs> Duke playlist titled Mood Music. This ain't my playlist. The uh, jams is from Travis. Gula Geechee, Maroons, Seminoles, ADOS, Ben Israel Tribe, Washita. Good movie. Yes, very good movie. What up, Shut what up, up bro? Yeah. Really fly. Peace to the gods and goddesses. Beautiful day today. So what? Beautiful day today. <laughs> Shantae, yes. uh, we do have Keith Sweat and uh, Bobby Brown <laughs> acapella later <Yeah>. for you. <laughs> <laughs> How y'all been? Man, hopefully, like I said, hope you had a stress free, stress free week as possible. Uh, oh, you didn't get to hear Duke White coughing voice, huh? What you mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I was I was down, man. I couldn't make it, couldn't do it. Had to put his ass out with a horse tranquilizer. <laughs> but now I'm back, full strength. If you're gonna go ahead and get strength. right, strength, strength, the strength. I'm gonna get right back into it. Hold on. Okay, thank you. All right, we're gonna start with some light. NBA Hall of Famer sends first installment. Damn, no, they don't. Seattle had a restaurant. <laughs> Called Coon Chicken Inn, LOL. Damn. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> the Kings. <laughs> I'm not surprised at all about them having a Coon Chicken Inn. The Kings of Mid Voices. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> Are you talking about uh, um... Begging Ass Keith and. <laughs> Begging Ass Keith <laughs> and Dancing Bobby. Drunk Bobby. On that shit, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> NBA Hall of Famer sends first installment of $1 million pledge to Jackson State University. Talk shit about we talk a lot of shit about Charles Barkley, but he did what he said he was gonna do. Because remember, uh, did P Diddy also promise a million dollars to Jackson State? That was when Prime was there, though. That's when uh, Deion Sanders was the coach, and all these celebrities was promising money to Jackson State because there was a prominent person there. That's why they were doing that. Maybe so. Cause I ain't heard nothing about his million, but Charles. Well, damn, Diddy don't even like paying people, so I don't see how he could (laughs) donate a million, but. Neither here nor there. Uh, speak right quick. Quick video I want to show right quick of a, a NBA player who was Dwight Howard. Yeah, NBA player Dwight Howard who was uh, <clears throat> he was training his son. If you on sports, right quick. Boule helping Boule. That's that's one way to look at it. It's true. Maybe that's why he actually went through with it because the promises he made was to his fellow Coven brothers, frat brother. Same thing. I'm going to show you this quick video 
And there's a lot of backlash that came to an athlete named Dwight Howard because he was training his son on a. Uh, I get Jerry Rice KFC vibes. <laughs> <laughs> what what do they call that? Uh, I forgot what they call this thing. Treadmill. It's not a treadmill. Oh, that's a um, like a a, a walker. But I I don't know. His, his money, money is going to the swimming team. <laughs> Should it be going to the NBA? Uh, I love NBA, this clip. Basketball team. So in this clip, Dwight Howard is trying to push his son, motivate his son to push through his pain. But a No lot pain, of, no gain. Pain, no pain, no gain. But a lot of backlash came his way for people saying that he was pushing his son too hard and all this other stuff. Even though when you look at any level of athlete, really any level of profession. You have to be pushed to your to what you can pass your endurance sometimes, to be honest with you. That's true. What up, Dre? What up, bro? Dre Dreeky. What's good, y'all? When you start talking about the highest level of athletics, entertainment, even even corporate America, normally the people who performed the highest, especially in sports, had a father who was their main trainer. Well, people who perform in the corporate is just fucking cutthroat. <laughs> yeah, it requires you to be. That's that. another level. That's another conversation of corporate people. Fucking cutthroat. <laughs> the Dwight over in Korea chasing Wilt number. Yeah, it just proves that M- the NBA players are better than you think. He go over there averaging damn near a triple double. But in this video, I'm going to play the video. That's being a dad. These fruit booties don't know shit about that, though. LOL. Let me just play the video. Come on. I can't. Come on. <laughs> I can't. Come on. I can't do it. No, I can't. I can't. Yes, can. Oh. Come on. Do you want me to do? Don't worry about that. I want you to do it till I tell you to stop. Two, one. Go. Now, in this video, obviously, he's pushing his son. <clears throat> the kid looks biracial. That's the he, first thing I said. Yeah, I think he is. <laughs> he think he is. Ain't no think he is. He's, he's absolutely biracial. But uh, <clears throat> when you look at the best athletes, whether it be, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> whether it be boxing, basketball, football, normally they were, their, their first trainer, the person pushing the hardest was their father. You look at Floyd Mayweather, Roy Jones, you know, all these guys. You look at their the best boxers, the best athletes. Also, Mike there was Tyson. A, huh? That's a no from Mike Tyson. Well, Mike Tyson had, you know, know. he had somebody else. But yeah, uh, remember Dwight was messing with <laughs> with little girls. I remember that. I remember that rumor that came out on him. The I think it was a 16 year old girl who, who uh, he invited to a hotel room. But they he, all fucking pedos. But she said it was innocent. Uh, maybe she just didn't know. Maybe she was naive. She said, no, this was a um, event they hold for, you know, like a camp. And he invited us to the room, but it wasn't. She said, "Oh, he tried said. to do a polite, polite." <laughs> oh, we didn't even get to that that polite situation. Didn't he please? He can't guilty? do it because he wants to be a girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, there was another video. I don't know if y'all saw it or not. There was another video of a black father with his black son, mm-hmm. and they was sitting in the ice, ice. Um, in a, they were sitting in a tub full of ice. Yes, and the son was you know he wanted to get up, he couldn't take it. His father was like, "Just keep going, don't he worry about do it." it. But the second time, but the he second came time around, he was able to do it. He was there, able to endure it. And there was another video. There was a, there's this motivational speaker. It's a black dude. Um, there was a black older black dude. He's a motivational speaker. I'm pretty sure y'all know who he is. He's pretty popular on the internet. He has like a martial arts class. And he teaches he teaches young black men discipline, control, you know, emotional control, and all the other stuff, which needs to be taught. And his son, he was trying to get his son to do something like some type of martial arts move, and he didn't he didn't think he could do it. He started crying. And he said he, the son started even crying even more because he was crying. He was almost ashamed of crying. So he tells his son, don't worry about that. Let that out. 
you can get through this, you can do this, da 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 da. And he's able to, you know, do the move that he told him to do. And it just showed that this type of what you call parenting is necessary, but it's all it's it's so frowned upon and attacked nowadays that most people don't have this have access to this type of parenting. Also with the lack of, you know, fathers in the household, household. and all that other stuff, these type of things create warriors. This creates the best version of people. That's true. But a lot of child kids, unfortunately, don't have access to it. Looking like love, real love. I seen that video, Duke. Yo, Shout out to Kifa. What up, what up, Kifa? Amen. Let's get that collection plate around. <laughs> Nigga, get it on that side. Nigga, get it on that side. <laughs> but unfortunately, since we talk about the people who didn't get oh, that type shit. of discipline in their household, we got to go to the opposite side of it. I see y'all saying the board. And wait, wait, which uh, which team was this? The first tra openly transgender. Um, hold on. Which team was this? North Carolina. Damn. Wait, no, wait, 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 wait. No, no, it's not North Carolina. That's where you're from, I think. Oh, you're from there. That makes it even worse. I'm gonna read some of it. Um, Shit. it don't it don't tell the team. Shit. They really trying to hide it or something? Hold on, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> Travis got me fat checking me before I say something. Uh. Carolina Panthers. Oh, Lord. Shit. It is Carolina. God damn it. Well, we got to take this L. All right, y'all. So the Carolina Panthers. The other side of this is that uh, the slave, <laughs> slave masters did worse than the white. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's another way to look at it. Damn. Um, this person, I am the first openly transgender cheerleader in the NFL. Despite facing negative comments, I don't let anyone steal my joy. And, um, of course, no one is surprised. That the first one of these people they put in the NFL. That this is dancing. mocking and black men and black women. Black men. And it's I mocking. Agree. That's when exactly what When we first saw this, Mila, you was like, this is almost like they're obviously mocking black women because we know for a fact that a lot of the cheerleaders in sports, especially NFL and are NBA, predominantly white. The black women, it's a little bit harder for them to get on them the, to get in. And so they of put course, a black man. You know, a black man, he can just, they can just make him a cheerleader and just keep it pushing. Like, this is, you know. Also, I remember uh, there was a story out of the Atlanta Hawks where one of the owners, I think he was trying to get the team, get rid of the team because the same thing had, they had just had a team sale with uh, the LA Clippers when the owner just said that, when had on that one on that rent, the racist rent. Yeah. Atlanta had something come out right behind it where the owner was like, hey, yeah, man. Yeah, Pom Pom's this a new meeting. <laughs> a nigga, shit my damn We head. all take it L's. <laughs> That's a bad, bad look. look. <laughs> a real bad look. But uh, the Atlanta uh, owner, one of the owners, they made comments about how they said there were too many black cheerleaders. What? They said, yeah. They said, it's a little bit too many black cheerleaders. Because most people who buy tickets... We to denounce to, you, LOL. Most of the people who buy tickets to go to the NBA game are middle-aged Caucasian men. And they want to see white. They want to see young Caucasian girls. So they were like, the crowd is a little too... It's a little too many... You know, the niggas don't wear niggas from niggas who go to games in Atlanta, not really Atlanta Hawk fans. It's a lot of New York fans, Heat fans. So they're fans of other teams outside of Atlanta. Only recently has Atlanta become their Atlanta sports team been, you know, really popular amongst the actual Atlanta people. But he's like, it's a little bit too many black people. It's a little the chili's a little too black. We need a you know, this is getting a little too ghetto. We need to whiten up the place. <laughs> I thought he was obviously trying to we get need springy so hair. Justine Lindsay. And it seemed like he chose the most. <laughs> he tried to choose a name <laughs> to make him the opposite of what he actually is. <laughs> Made sports history by becoming the first openly transgender cheerleader in the NFL. 
The athlete, he's an athlete, initially faced backlash, but is now ready for her second NFL season. Tough man. This is this is the opposite of what we were talking about in the first video with the White Howard and all the situations, ain't it? The Wade Wade. He Damn, would totally good, support Zion Wade to be doing that type of shit. That's a good ain't point. fucking opposite. He motivating his kid. So if our father's, lifestyle. a father's input in the household can go either way. It can go left or right. <laughs> it can go uh, way. Regina said, y'all know, y'all know don't nothing pop off in this life unless the original carbon folks hit it first, headline exactly. it first. Everyone else ain't going out spark, nor electricity, nor uh, magne- uh, magnesium. magnesium, nor manic since they fed uh, off U.S. <laughs> Sorry. That's true. NBA and NFL games are now photo ops for couples. Ten years ago, females weren't interested. Well, they've been trying to get the female audiences for a while. And it's also affected the commentary. They're putting a lot of more women in front of the Much mic- versus oh, ouch. Sorry, dude. They're putting a lot more women behind the microphone and all the other stuff, but we know what it is. Baphomet was the first transgender. Mm-hmm. You see the big booty basketball league. Oh, yeah, we're going yeah, to gonna talk about that. <laughs> he said the big booty <laughs> the basketball big booty league. Basketball. <laughs> oh, we're going to get to it. Uh, Dionysus, is that it? The first uh, transgender. I, that, I feel like I read about that before. I know that name. I think I read it about a uh, mythic being. I know that name. Though. But anyway, moving forward. Nelly. <laughs> Nelly sells half of music catalog for $50 million. What we thinking? Uh, it sounds like some people out here either broke, struggling for money, or they know something coming, and I just that think catalog they... ain't going to be... Well, we talked about this. We've, we've talked about multiple artists who've done this. And every time we say this, they know that the music is pointless to own if you don't know what to do with it. I mean, you're trying to get it in movies. You're trying to get licensing to other people. Like, what are you going to do with the music? You know, so I guess they feel like I, I don't have a company or something to, to maximize. Sorry, maximize the potential of the music. So why not just sell it? Sell, sell the catalog, get my money, and they do whatever they're going to do with it. But the songs he gave up, I was surprised. Nelly is the latest rapper to cash out on his old music for a large lump sum. And the hot in here rapper recently agreed to a deal with Harborview Equity Partners to sell 50% of so his catalog for $50 million. XSL confirmed with the source uh, close to Nelly <laughs> on Thursday. The deal includes hit songs like Ride With Me, Dilemma, and Kelly, uh, featuring Kelly Rowland and hot in here. Uncle says, so this name, they own your name going outside. The first person I found out sold their name, because I didn't even know that was a thing, was uh, Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. <laughs> Regina know, like Bobby said, the shit over. <laughs> uh, Muhammad Ali sold his rights to his name. Um, that's why <laughs> towards the end of his life when he was, you know, he had Parkinson's, right? Ooh. Muhammad Ali. Was it Parkinson's or something? I'm not for sure. But, you know, he had the uh, the ailment that he had. Yeah. He still was being pushed around in a wheelchair to go to certain events and all that stuff. He he didn't own the rights to his own likeness. That's why he was forced to do that type of stuff. Nelly about to start doing Vax advertising like Juvenile did, Kifa. <laughs> Maybe. Vax that thing up. But they, they went through a couple artists that sold their catalogs. You got Dr. Dre, who sold his for $250 million. Future. Future for seventy five. Uh Metro Boomin, $75. Chuck D, Undisclosed. Don't give a fuck about Iggy Azalea, eight figures. <laughs> that lets you know that, yeah. The Dream, $23 million. Uh, Tim Timberland, undisclosed. undisclosed. Lil Wayne, 100 million. If I'm not mistaken, he sold like a fourth or half of his catalog. 
Don't know who the fuck. I don't know who I don't that know is. Who Murder Beats is. I think he's a he's a producer. Zaytoven, I know. I don't him. know who that Undisclosed. is. Manny Fresh, Undisclosed. Logic, Eight Figures. Don't give a fuck. Nearly Fifty. Wiz Khalifa. So a lot of artists are selling their catalog, and it's not just the hip hop. This is just they talking about the hip hop, but it's a lot of pop. Or a lot of them selling their catalogs and you just get different rid of genres of music. So you know it is what it is. Oh, <laughs> the topic about uh, hip hop. Since we doing that right quick, let me jump to this right quick. All right. So a few months ago, the topic about hip hop, really, we say last year or a few months now. I said a couple of years. A couple of years, you think? The last couple of years, the discussion about hip hop and the owner of it, and who started and all this stuff. We went into this a few times. We're not gonna spend too much time on it, but uh shit over. <laughs> TV too. <laughs> there's there's a YouTube channel by a Puerto Rican woman. And she went and caught herself doing research trying to prove that uh the disco king Mario, the person who's uh, really giving the credit for starting uh, DJ uh, disco, not disco, or DJ up in New York, which was the real start of what they call what they call hip hop. They try to call him Puerto Rican, <laughs> a Boricua. I think that's how you call it. So she was like, Boricua. Oh. <laughs> so then his family came out and said, "He ain't no damn Puerto Rican. We North Carolina. We Southern black. <laughs> we country black. We ain't." So let me show this video. Oh, they said, "Didn't know uh, that many brothers sold their name." It's sad. Oh Lord, the tethers. <laughs> on cold. All right, let me play the video right quick. Can I can't it? hear the video. Okay. Oh, here you go. Okay. Niggerican. <laughs> <laughs> Niggerican. <laughs> so this is the uh, Boricua NYC. They kept calling him um, Puerto Rican. Rest in peace to Disco King Mario. Sadly that you're not here, and people just want to keep your name alive for clout and to try to steal a culture <laughs> that they're not even part of New York City. Hold on, Regina says, speaking of juvenile, I'm officially old because I felt dirty, <laughs> dirty, dirty, like washing out my mouth with soap watching his Tiny Desk concert. Oh, come on now. You can't, you can't, you can't uh, be dirty. I didn't really give a damn about watching that you shit. You gotta back that thing up. <laughs> That's classic music. That was classic Southern music. But yeah, uh, Immediately, though, by the way, after his tiny desk, some, I forgot the girl's name, China Doll, is that her name? One of those little, one of those female rappers, they came out and it did It like re- you about to say one a little bit. I was not about to say, I don't, I don't call <laughs> women that, Travis. Anyway, <laughs> one of the uh, young women <laughs> rappers, they remixed his song, uh, I Need a uh, Project Chick. And I thought to myself, I wonder, when they saw, when they heard that song on the tiny desk, did they immediately just run to the studio and remix the song? All they do is covers now. They don't even do real songs no more. All the creativity. Oh, that. Do. Oh, that was uh, uh, but the uh, she from the Bad Girls Club. Cat, not doll, some doll. Okay, I'll whatever her name is. Let me finish playing this. And part of it from the beginning, and I'm glad I don't give up on my research, and I've been doing so much, and it's good to know that you're Boricua, just like Roberto Clemente and Tito Trinidad. What? <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> and I'm glad I don't give up on my research, and I've been doing so uh, much. She said, and "It's good to know that you're Boricua." She you said, say? "I should have fast forward back to back that thing up." <laughs> <laughs> so, what's that uh, female rapper squirting out beef brisket juice on OnlyFans? I know who is I that. I never heard. You're talking about us. Uh, what's her name? I don't. I don't the girl have a that Twitter. Kissed, or... The girl got kissed by the dude. 
The girl that kissed by the dude. Suzuki. Is that her name? Suzuki. Is that you talking about that Suzuki? The one from Florida. The one that... She from Florida? She from Florida. The one that told everybody she's a Nigerian, so nigga trying to throw off she on She is them. from Florida. <laughs> nigga trying to throw off on the Nigerians. Like, I think hey, she... hey, if that's her ancestry, then, you know, we'll <laughs> go along with it. <laughs> what? Like what? But Disco King Mario, black and Puerto Rican. What? Disco King Mario, black and Puerto Rican. All right. Tax Hollywood. Puerto Rican, yeah, but they look like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. North Carolina, West Virginia, North Carolina. So is Mario Puerto Rican? No, he's not. Not half Puerto Rican. Listen, his mother just likes the name Mario, and that's where she wanna. She wanna make empanadas. Suki, 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 Suki is trash. Suki, 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 these these labels are clearly pushing the little Kim. No, they're now we got to say at least little Kim had rap skills somewhat. She could deliver. And that's the sad part. They're pushing a Cardi Cardi B prototype. Like at this Gutta point, it's, 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 it's hip hop is bad, right? It's in a bad rags to riches story. Yeah, somebody. Uh, it was a, a young woman on social media. She put a great. She put a. I thought she you gonna put that up. in a good way. She said they're now doing the rags to riches thing with a grabbing they're, women from the most hood. The women the are from, wait. The the women don't even gotta be from those environments. They just act like they're from the like most sweetie. Good, ghetto nasty places. Sweetie is not ghetto at and all. And they just sell them. And damn, they, on Cole said female rappers are an embarrassment. All of them. Oh shit. <laughs> Don't compare to Little Kim. I'm not saying that there is. We can compare to Little Kim Kifa. She is Trinidadian. She's one that started that nasty, raunchy, whole type what, 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 rap with the, culture. With the help of Biggie. True. He well, he's a fucking tether too. Now I've heard people say that he actually has a black American parent. I some niggas trying to claim. It don't matter. <laughs> Bet one of them are trans. Alright. We'll find out soon, I guess. My grandmother was just like that's my mother's brother. My mother was like. So I had to be family. Damn right. Damn right. You said what? I remember I first heard about Sukiyana talk about how she sold her soul. I agree. She got skills though. <laughs> she got skills though, but she had whole like behavior this is, who, this is who got the video from let me make sure i show this is who i guess put the video Did you together. want one of your daughters to be like suki she yes. was a rapper first um but yeah now they're trying to prove other people are black are not black american but yeah when you talk about hip-hop right now it's uh well you know there's a lot of black americans who try to come off as spanish like genuine <laughs> i'm sure use my shit look y'all when no, I was... i'm saying that because i've never thought genuine was uh dominican or puerto rican i just thought he was a negro that had an s curve when i was a kid i guess i'll be around eight prostitution rap get the fuck out of here i think i'll be around eight i used to think genuine was <laughs> something else i didn't know what he was just like you thought i spoke spanish <laughs> yeah travis let me tell you what travis used to do so I'm, I'm like seven, maybe. <laughs> Trevor come up from school, say he in Spanish class. So he'll start speaking gibberish. I'm walking to my mom and say, Trevor speaks Spanish. She said, when? When? Like that woman? <laughs> when? <laughs> <clears throat> so that's what... I got better, though. Trevor used to lie to me and tell me he speaks Spanish. It's just lies. All right. Let's move on. Uh, Traumatize your whole childhood. Yeah, I'm thinking my brother speaks. Spanish. I let my five year old listen to "Stuck in a Tree." 
stuck in a tree. I don't, I don't know what you mean, but what's that? I let my five year old listen to stuck in a tree. I'm ne- what's stuck in the tree? I don't know. That's some Maryland stuff. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of controversy in music, singer Jill Scott's controversial national anthem version. <laughs> you talking about that? Uh, the, she you talking about Glorilla? You talking about Glorilla? They like Glorilla. I don't know, man. Glorilla look like uh, what's that woman name from uh, Steve Harvey show? Her name was Gina. I forget. Yeah, I know you talking about. Yeah, she kind of looked like her. Yeah, yeah. Brilliantly flawed. <laughs> Singer Jill Scott's controversial national anthem version should not be so proudly. I can see genuine being Dominican or Puerto Rican. Yes, yeah, but I thought when I was a kid, he don't look Puerto Rican. He looked like Dominican. to me. He looked like the dude from um, Undercover. Uh, what's Kyle. his fi- uh, Undercover. What's it called? I know you're talking about the, 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 the Puerto Rican cop from Undercover. He's a Puerto Rican. No, he don't. To me, he did. He did. Google. He chill. Oh, oh, another rap. Okay. All right. I just talking about Glorilla. I say, yeah, man. Brandy Floss said, Google her. She chill. Stuck in a tree. All right. Let me, uh, I'm going to play this song, but I'm going to uh, what's that? Just got sang. Animanian. Just got sang the national anthem. I'm sure it's dramatic the way she sang it. No, no, no. She changed the word. Gorilla sounds chill on rocks. Down, Kifa. Her voice isn't a deep. But that, that kind of that kind of That's style, Memphis. where women rap in a deeper voice. I guess that was to get the male audience. I don't know style why. voice is a little deep too. Huh? Anyone looks greasy. Damn. <laughs> grease. Well, that's Italian. Oh, you talking a grease ball? Yeah. Ain't it slur? <laughs> All right. Let me play this. Hold on. All right, um, <laughs> okay. I can't hear shit. I don't have it on right now. Oh, all right. It should be good now. When it's no song, hold on, y'all. I'm sorry. Jesus, he's sorry. Jeez. Let me click this. She do. <laughs> All right, Uncle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's going on? Okay, I'm good. Can you see? It's dramatic. It's dramatic. You see. Jill song sound lazy. <laughs> Sounded lazy. <laughs> Be sure to listen to the lyrics. She changed the lyrics. Oh no, I'm I'm listening to the lyrics. Jill was talking though. She was. Jill was talking though. She sounds high, drunk. Lord, Lord, Lord. The low might be trained. Low might be trained. Mike. Mike. Oh, Mike. Mike. 
Where was this at again? This was at the Essence Festival uh, concert, I guess. It was at the Essence, Essence Festival. Well, it, it was it was technically our own space, so it's she's allowed to, to reassemble the song if she wants to. Yeah, he's saying this at the Essence Fest, yeah. Where did she sing this? Her and Keith Sweat had drinks before she sang. <laughs> well, you know, he got a lazy-ass, dragon-ass voice, so <laughs> that's what she, she mimicked that shit. Or Jill has something stuck in the throat. Damn. She's singing at the grand opening of the Turkey Leg, but <laughs> turkey <laughs> I can leg see Glow oh, turkey leg being hut. trans. Turkey Damn, Kifa. In that Turkey Leg hut in uh, Texas. <laughs> yeah. Is it Houston? One or Dallas? One of those. One of those. I can see uh, Glow being trans. I wonder if they ever got that Cisco bill paid off. Why you, Why you assuming they actually owe money? Because the Cisco said they did. Well, anyway, move on. Cisco don't play. Her eyebrows look off. <laughs> this is not. All right, I played enough. You get a point. He changed the lyrics. I think she did a good job reassembling the lyrics and putting her own twist on it. It was beautiful. Could have been a poetic almost. Anyway, this white dude pissed. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> he said, this abomination against the national ethnicity result in let immediate revoking of citizenship. If you don't love this country, leave. Don't you fucking leave. We ain't going no fucking where. We built this shit. <laughs> we built it. We, right, we, we don't die. We motherfucking multiply. We nah, ain't going nowhere. Nah, we, we definitely die. <laughs> die. Come Look, back in threes, though. Dressing. She's a mother. Uh, some people defended her. But uh, a man said, Look, man. I don't want you out there dressing like that. I don't like want that. you dressed like that. You just had a kid. I was supposed to have sat your ass down for at least. He did sit her down. Listen, Kiki said, thank you. This baby has blessed me with ass and titties. And I'm about to go out here and show this shit. <laughs> and when she got back home, he should have. But she did this before. Y'all remember that? He's uh, supposed to put in work. Y'all remember that video from. She maybe? was wrong for her behavior. She was absolutely wrong for her behavior. Y'all remember, remember that video from like maybe six years ago where she was walking in California with like really, really skimpy booty shorts. This one, she was really skinny. Yeah. And I'm like, so this ain't new for her. She's done this before. And everybody assumed, well, she's trying to from her Disney image. I think them do try to get away from that Disney, Disney image. I mean, you got a baby now, so we know what you've been doing. So you ain't got to show us. <laughs> we got proof for the concept. We know what you're doing. You ain't got to. You ain't Disney no more. Kiki been. <laughs> Kiki been fucking. Laying it low and spreading it wide. <laughs> uh, many didn't teach you that. <laughs> yes, many did. Many we saw what te Disney teaches. Disney teaches a lot of shit. Okay, you're right. Many might have taught her that. Many might have taught We don't that. even want to talk about what Disney teach. <laughs> they own some perverted shit. Speaking of another critique of how people are dressed, NDIRE elaborates on critique of provocative Essence Fest performances. So NDIRE came out. And she spoke against uh, Meg Thee Stallion. Uh, what's the other one name? She was dressed in a skin tight leopard suit. Kiki, Kiki uh, Shepard Hamill class. <laughs> Kiki Shepard. I know that name. Kiki Shepard. 
Is that a gospel singer? I think that's what you're talking about. That shepherd. Okay. I don't think her name is actually Kiki. Though. Maybe it was. Maybe it was spelled like that. I don't know. Anyway, Indy Irie said Meg Stallion right. and uh, Janelle Monet. They didn't represent them were self aware. The thought awards at the essence of essence of fest performances. She said they was dressed very uh, provocative, provocative, and they did not represent black women or in black a positive community light. in a good light. And she's absolutely correct. She got backlash. She said, I am an old school, long time affirming voice for women. My record speaks for itself. I love humanity, even if, uh, even all the bullshit. Um, she said, uh, but I also do this work. My whole adult life, the work of uplifting and loving and affirming, supporting the wellness of black women and all the people at large, how effective I was, I guess depends on who you ask. But for 20 plus years, I ran 100 miles an hour at, at, at all times. Hookers. <laughs> at all times in the name of healing. So when I see something that sparks my personal mission, I speak it. So basically spoke out against them, said it wasn't the way you should dress. We know, we know. And we, we're going to tie this to the Kiki Palmer story. The story about the big booty Boats basketball league. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to tie this to the scapegoat question. Who is to blame by how we view, how we carry ourselves in media? I think she's beautiful, but she should have more respect for her relationship, relationship married, married or not. not. I agree. I think that's another I thing they were saying. Palmer, Kiki Palmer is beautiful as well. There's another thing they were saying that because she's not married, he shouldn't have no say so. It's funny because your great grandma said, "You got if you marry me, then you have the responsibility, or the uh, you are allowed to ask where I'm going, where I'm at, all this. These things is in your, you know, same for her." Then your mama said it, you know, put a ring on it. I think women now say put a ring on it, but they don't actually mean you get the access that you should get with marriage. You should present yourself how you would act if you were in a marriage. Well, there's some women who say that I'm not going to act like a wife until I'm actually a wife. That's why you would remain. (laughs) They say I'm not going to act like a wife. Not being a wife. They say I'm not going to act like a wife as a girlfriend. Oh, they're going to try to use that why buy the cow we can get the milk for yeah, free yeah, bullshit? Yeah. No. <laughs> get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. So, you know, as I said, the scapegoat question, who is to blame? Is there blame to be given? For to how who? The man Claire Huxtable would never. Every fucking Claire Huxtable would never. It's funny about Claire Huxtable. <laughs> Kiki Palmer was the one who made comments Yeah, she about said Claire Huxtable bougie. Yeah. So now it kind of goes full circle, don't it? Now Claire Huxtable was bougie, but we don't know what Claire Huxtable was doing out here in her teens, though. We don't know what she was doing before her and Cliff got married. Are we talking about the character or actual person? The character. <laughs> oh, the actual person. What you talking about? We, we don't, don't know, know anything about her. Look, we know her what life. Bill, we know what Bill was doing. What Bill was allegedly doing. Don't we'll, do that. We'll, we'll see allegedly fine. <laughs> I'll do that too. Don't do that to that man. We we'll, we'll throw that. We we'll use that as a say, go. Go ahead. Go ahead. There you go. <laughs> putting, All right. Putting crimes on a black man, that's what you do. I ain't put no crime on them. They put the crime on them. Standards. Exactly, Bringley Floyd. Standards. They have none. All right. So this is the league <clears throat> that uh Mystery Man was speaking of earlier. He said big booty what? <laughs> big booty basketball league. Big booty or big bodies. <laughs> Aunt Vid would never either. Which, oh, which Aunt Viv, the I black one? Oh, the dark skin one or the light skin black one? Which one? Disrespecting light skin Aunt Viv though. Which one would never? What's what light skin Aunt Viv do to make her a bad? But she's not a bad. She wasn't a bad aunt. Which Aunt Viv are you talking about, Shantae? 
Anyway, let's play the video. <laughs> Hold on. Harriet wouldn't either. Harriet would never off of the watch that shit. Off of Family Matters. Harriet would never do some shit like that. Carl? Carl? <laughs> the black obvious. <laughs> oh, the black one. Okay. <laughs> so this is the uh the new basketball league, apparently, they're trying to start. Now, <clears throat> now with that came, obviously, you had people saying, you know, a lot of dudes saying, oh, this looks amazing. <laughs> huh? I'm going to watch this. Uh, who's she, also had she throwing dude. up? Kifa. <laughs> Kifa, who you? Who you? You said it looked nasty. Who you, who you throwing up over? The the, uh, the big booty basketball league? All right. So let's see what this woman had to say. This woman's name is Dr. Suzanne uh, Varlin. This is actually exercise, though. It is. Now, she is Jamaican, this woman here. And these are the comments she had about, and I'm I'm tying this to Kiki Palmer. I'm tying this to Indy Irie's comments about how they were acting at the Essence Fest in this basketball league here. She said, black patriarchy, the comfort of black culture, culture right, right. using black women for profit, black culture uh, acclimated to not standing up for and protecting women from systematic abuses. Now, her first comment is obviously about this is cultural. Black patriarch, which means black men, have allowed and almost helped with the um, for-profit of black women. Sexualizing them and all this other stuff. <laughs> Ass rubbing on me. <laughs> I just saw Ass and Norris. <laughs> Nasty. Claire raised with both mom and dad, the soul. They don't got nothing to do with people out here thoughting. There's people, there's thoughts out here that raise with their mom and dad. Now look at this. He said, this, <laughs> this is our bit, I'll be it when black women do not proclaim their womanhood and insist on being classified as black and not woman. So she's making the argument that black women shouldn't see themselves as black before women. That's what he said. Black women should see themselves as a woman first and then black. That's feminist. That is talk. She said, near impossible. Sweaty booties, LOL. <laughs> near impossible to declare a feminist position against violence and exploitation inside the race. So she's saying you can't get women, um, you can't get the things affecting women done within the black race, within your blackness. You have to do things for women outside of your blackness. That's feminist talk. It is. This basketball league is an extension of hip hop culture. And the result of black patriarchy selling their women out for profit in any and all industries. But who owned the team? We'll see. Now, yet again, black women exploit in yet another industry. It never ends. Now, I'm asking you this question. Do you believe that hip-hop... Oh, fuck. Well, George is in the building. Man, overslept after working 60 hours from 6 p.m. to 11 a.m. What a worker. Working hard. Now, now I'm asking you a question. question. Is she wrong to say that hip-hop has influenced the actions of black women? You saying hip-hop has caused black women to be out here? It has promoted a certain... Dressing like whores? It has promoted black women in a certain way. Within hip-hop, <laughs> is it possible that that's led to that being normalized in our culture? I, somewhat, yes. I can say yes. So women getting half naked wearing booty shorts, walking around outside, <clears throat> isn't really seen as a bad thing because it's in all the music videos, or was at least. But black women are not really in the music videos anymore. I'm not so. talking about, you're talking about culturally. It's, the culture's already shifted and changed. True. So 
When we look at Kiki Palmer walking around, she has a child at home and a boy and a man she's dating. Half naked. But she's walking around with her ass out. Is that not a cultural thing at this point? Not not all black women have accepted that culture. I'm not though. saying all have accepted it because let's, let's be honest. Is it a majority or is it a minority? I, I wouldn't know. My point is, if you go man to man, different dudes accept different things. We have no standard across black men. Well, that's why we have to get a standard. So this dude who's dating Kiki Palmer, who said, "I don't want my wife or my girl, my baby mama, the, the mother of my child, walking around like that in public," you have another black dude that'll say, "I have no problem with it." Yeah. So the woman can just go to another dude who agrees with the way she want to be. That's cultural now. True. And then you look at it, you look at the performances of all the hip hop. Like there used to be a difference between a hip hop artist and an R and B artist. Now it's kind of kind of blended. Where they dress, act, carry themselves. There was a certain the hip the the R and B artist wants to seem more the, hip and masculine, so he is now like. Chris Brown raps and yeah. sings. There used to be a time when an a R&B artist, the thing, you, especially as a, as a male, it was about so, smooth. So did hip-hop destroy R&B? Well, now we're asking the question, did hip-hop <laughs> destroy black culture? <clears throat> I'll say later on down the line it did. Because um, Brittany yeah. Floyd said that locker room smell on another level for real, for real. <laughs> Y'all still talk about the women asses. <laughs> I don't know. It might smell like lavender in there. Why y'all assuming them, them sisters stink? Hey, I, I know that. Well, I didn't assume shit. That's what Brinkley Flaw said. He said, like them Indians, it smelled crazy in there. It smelled crazy in there. AI is going to take the, over all music soon. Niggas still looking for a run back versus them Indians, too. Black culture is for sale. All flag on another level with AI. Well, you say it's for sale, but it seems like it's already been sold. It is. It's It's been sold. Hip hop been sold. So when I see this, when I see this, this lingerie league, they got a football lingerie league. Yeah. Or, um, what? Oh, nothing. I have nothing to say. Now, this is the owner of the league right here. It said the owner of Buns and Basketball, a black woman named LaShawn Elliott, took less than three minutes to find the information. She responded, I made my point, Nelson. Her business model is still designed under black patriarchy, selling black girls in a way that the culture believes will sell. Well, now, this is where I disagree with her completely. Is it about selling black girls or the sex in general? We've been told since we were, since you could read, since you could hear, since you watch movies and anything, they would tell you sex sells. True. So, what'd you just do? Accidentally deleted it. Now he gonna be on my ass Who'd like bottom rice. The comment. Oh lord! <laughs> it was an accident. He didn't mean to delete it. What you got this remark for? Huh? You had that remark. Oh, he said, uh, I don't claim this BS as hip-hop or R&B. Well, it is what it is now. You can't, just because you don't claim it, I mean... Oh, we can most definitely not claim it now. They ain't gonna stop from being what they said is. I can, you, if you're an artist that's ever done hip-hop... It's not culture, it's pop culture. Shit sad. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's just pop culture now? Why she look like, uh... What's her name? Ooh. My neck, my back. Oh, uh, Kaya. Kaya, Kaya. <laughs> oh, shit. Now, I don't know if y'all seen it. So Kiki is canceled. Oh, Lord. You're going to cancel Kiki? Kiki's canceled. I don't think you cancel her. They were defending her like crazy. Um, Now, what she did was inappropriate. She just never had ass and titties before on code. She didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> All right. Next topic. There's a podcast I'm sure y'all probably heard of called Fresh and Fit. 
where they bring r- random women on and they discuss shock jock. Yeah, they shock jock, very shock jockey. Uh, they talk about relationships, some level of race, not really race, but now they're starting to delve into politics and stuff. Now I'm sure you know this guy here in the middle named Nick. <laughs> I can't say his last name for nothing. The Spanish. What is, is he Spanish? Hispanic? Who? Dude in the middle, Nick. He looked years. white to me. But he he he's labeled himself. Is it like a plantation man? It, this picture looked bad. Considering how we know who he is, this picture looked crazy. Uh, Brandley Floss said he looked like a plantation master. That's that's mystery man. Sorry, mystery man. Yeah, this picture looked bad. They praised Lizzo the hippo. Um, here he go. So this guy here, Nick, he can, he's a self-proclaimed white nationalist, white supremacist, whatever you want to call him. He was invited on Fresh and Fit, who was ran by a East African dude and a Haitian, I think. One's a tether. One. East Africans, I don't consider them tethers. But the point of the matter is one is East African, one is like Haitian. And they've been doing a lot of shot jockey stuff, uh, the way they speak about black Americans and stuff. So they invited this dude on the show with a bunch of so-called black women. And this I'm, looks bad, man. <laughs> this looks terrible. Because during the uh Kiki is on PR, PR campaign. campaign. Yeah, she's selling t shirts. She uh a lot of stuff going on with her. Now I want to show the video that came out of this because they Oh talk- yeah, he brought up that the dude said that um Alton Sterling should have complied. Yeah. Well, he's uh Afro Panamanian, I believe. He's not black American. He's a tether. What are you talking about? Kiki baby daddy. Oh. Yeah, you remember the, the, he, he said that yeah. Yeah, yeah. He put a video about Alton Sterling and said that he should have complied. Yeah. So after once niggas found that tweet, he didn't really had no support. <laughs> anyway. It was just like we don't care what you say. Yeah. But uh back to this. Not only did they at some point they had to have known or found out who he is, they went on to do this. Well, you can say it. So fresh and fit are idiots. I wish their show would get canceled. They're shock jocks. So, but you know what? Why is nobody calling out the fact that the fresh and fit podcasters also allowed him to say the N word on this platform too? That's what they are saying. Okay. They're okay. saying, because you got some people, and I don't agree with this part, I'm sorry, saying that the girls were set up. I like, he told Well, me, I don't think it's a coincidence that he invited all black women on a on the podcast that have this racist white dude on there. I don't think that's a coincidence. And only one black girl was shaking her head saying no. Well, I had to be honest. They went out and found, you know, niggas, they found out who all these women were, and a lot of them were not black American. Shows like that challenge my patience and <clears throat> intellect. So they convinced this dude to say the N-word. They want him to sit in front of them. So they got a lot of bad press from this. People were calling them all type of coons. and Yeah, that's winches. what it was. They was, they was on their ass. Because after they found out his political <laughs> beliefs and all this other stuff, they still was taking pictures with him, laughing with him. But one girl went out real bad when she kissed him on the cheek in a picture. They <laughs> <laughs> uh, really on her ass. Fresh and Fit represents cultural programming. Fresh and Fit dressed up with white hoods on. Yeah, they they, they call they call black people free. monkeys. They they did all that kind of crazy stuff. They aren't black. <laughs> That's why they don't care about him saying. Yeah, I think most him. of them were uh, Haitian, Haitian American. Some uh, look biracial. Yeah, a couple biracial women. Black women are the sheep or white cattle herders. <laughs> Fit is racist. Well, they both of them, you know. But this right here, so the, the girl who ended up, uh, the girl who in the green. 
She's Haitian though, right? Yeah. The girl right here in the green, she went, because it was on all of them. They found all their social media. It was like, <laughs> it was on. Now, somehow this story kind of went under the radar. This happened two weeks ago. And I ain't seen no think pieces. I ain't seen nobody really well, who speaking you, on who it. You, uh, when you say think, piece, think pieces, who were you uh, wanting to come out and have think pieces about this? The academic bougie, the academic bougie, uh, I guess you would call it intersectional feminist. So uh, you wanted black women to come out and discuss that this? That ain't just women. Oh, okay. It's black dudes that's that. Okay. But they, they there's no commentary on uh, any of this. But anyway, she she went live and she. Well, you're doing. We're doing commentary on it now. Yeah, so. We are. That's what we're doing. Uh, they went live. She went live and uh, defended herself, and she called herself taking responsibility because she said Here she is go. she is a she is a she is a uh, how did she say? It? Let me see how they wrote it. It's a Haitian tether. This is Lamar FBA. didn't say shit. This is FBAJ. He said he didn't. I'll be honest. This thing, but I will say. Dr. Umar Johnson typically responds to stuff that goes viral. He's booked. He's busy. This didn't go viral, really. But there was only people who know Fresh and Fit that saw this. He don't watch uh, Fresh and Fit. Nick went to Boston, Boston College. Well, no wonder why. But uh, Haitian Tether who kissed... Travis writing uh, Duke Jock for commentary. What? Haitian Tether who kissed white supremacist Nick last week while encouraging him to say the N-word says she is taking full accountability because... I represent all black women and black people in general. Honestly, because I didn't, I that was my mistake too. Because I wanted, I wasn't thinking about if I post this, the backlash that I was gonna get. Um, I had a conversation with my brother, who definitely brought me down the size and made me understand that if I'm, if I, I represent everybody because I represent all black people because I'm a black woman. I'm a black woman. So I represent black people everywhere the fuck I go. Maybe he was just like, no. I represent black people everywhere the fuck I go and not understanding that I am the face. It doesn't matter if I want to be the face. I'm responsible. I have to be responsible. This is that she's the face. Um, she's not black. She's Haitian. She's an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> so, so I think that's a new one. Oh, what up, what up, what up? No, the heck, no, the heck, she doesn't. <laughs> no point, point that she don't. don't. <laughs> but, uh, so that goes back to my whole skateboard thing. What does it mean? Damn, rejected turtle. <laughs> talking about <laughs> rejected turtle. We were talking about how they're Purple getting, hero. we were talking about how they're getting a lot of backlash and fr the fresh and fit people. They're getting backlash too, but I think it's become so. This is who they are. They do stupid shit like this. They don't give a damn. This is what they do. They're like this is our platform. This is how we make our money. This is what we do. Well, a lot of these platforms that, <clears throat> and I'll say they've never been considered a platform, never. But a lot of these platforms that do have black people on them, a lot of the things they're doing, they're trying to switch to this alt right, uh, the Kanye West strategy. You know. Go to the sensibilities of the young white male who feels downtrodden and feels like he's been done wrong and attacked. Let's boost his ego a little bit. Let's include him into our discussion so that he'll be comfortable to come around here and give us his money, donate, he'll give us his viewership, all type of stuff. Look what's happening with Ice Cube. All Ice Cube did say, all Ice Cube said was, hey man, maybe we should think about actually getting something from the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party, or at least the people on social media, the sycophants, the ones that's attacking him. Have now, now you got the right wing acting like he's right wing, 
he's tweeting, I'm not right wing. And they're still saying, it doesn't matter. They're against it and you know, you're on our side. So the right wings are looking for anybody <laughs> that would just say something they agree with them. Especially if they black. What is it? Uh, I think said, hello. I love to be on guys' podcast to talk about the medical racism and discrimination in the black community. It's funny. We got two topics to talk about about that too. Um, We go live at the... We go live... Is it next week or the week after on StreamYard? Probably the week after. So the last uh, Saturday in the month, we'll go live on StreamYard if you want to come up and talk. Yeah, yeah. Been there, did that to Skeety. <laughs> La- go ahead. You know, a lack of masculine leadership brings this on. She up here now apologizing uh, while she should have stayed home to begin with. Embarrassing. But it's also people want people also want a platform. And that person <laughs> fit is a big platform, so they just want to be on there. Ice Cube's on the side of whoever pays reparations. That's what he said, at least. Shout out to Craig Council. Haven't seen you in a while. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And this next story is a story I saw. I was social media. I saw Anna Bastiana. She she showed She found this one. Who's not here today? No, she don't think you're here today. Hope you watch on the uh, replay. Shout out. (laughs) Now, it says, Black Americans lead the way in spiritual vitality. Uh, church attendance, state and Bible report. Black Christians are more likely to say they are engaged to the scripture and with scripture than in all other Christians as new data shows that African-Americans are more likely than all other culture uh, demographics. Sorry, hold on. No, thanks. Uh, attend church uh, monthly. I want to show one particular. It's a, in a statement uh, coinciding with the re- release of the new data, ABC chief ministry insights and innovation officer, John, uh, noted that the research found a strong example of spiritual health and community uh, community min- ministry in the black church. In fact, black Americans lead the way in uh, nearly every measure of holistic spiritual health. This is uh, new. <laughs> you said what? This is new. Black black people are very spiritual people. That's not um, that's not the point I'm reading this for. Okay. Now we just talked about the other cultural aspects. So how is it? We have all this other stuff going on, especially when it comes to relationships. And who's in the who, leadership and the scapegoating of this, this blame game. But on the other hand, we also go to church the most. We also follow the Bible the most. How is that possible? I feel like black people are full of a lot of, uh, what's the word I used earlier? Um, um, extreme. Hol- hol- uh, black people, black culture is very hyperbolic. Hyperbolic, extreme, extreme views. So you're either a church going. At least once a month, follow the Bible, or you're just free will, do what you want type. Well, you're not supposed to play with God. He don't want you to look warm. Either you're going to be out here doing evil, or you're going to be out here doing good. Black people don't play with God. Either I'm going to be wicked, or I'm going to go over here and do what I'm supposed to do. You're not supposed to be lukewarm. Are you surprised by these numbers? It's better to have known him. It's better to not have known him than to know him. So once you come into the knowledge, and you know what's going on, there's no excuses. Yeah. I just said, uh, ignorance is bliss. But uh, are you surprised by these numbers? It says black Americans are 44% more likely than any other Americans who attend church at least monthly and 59% more likely than other Americans to be scripture engaged. I'm, I'm not surprised by the numbers. Hmm. Uh, I think said I'm in Detroit. Many of our churches are closed. The people uh, who wrote these stats are not correct. That's what I'm about to say. Because they only did the study on about 2,000 people. Well, in North Carolina, I say we have a church on every block. 
in just our little neighborhood, there was four churches. It was more than four. I'm saying like in that little, oh. now I'm not talking about the city, I'm talking about the neighborhood. It was four churches. You know what they say? It's always church, liquor store, church, little store, gun store, church, liquor store. <laughs> so true. It, I mean, well, it wasn't a liquor store. The church was across from a uh, convenience store. There's a church by a high school. I mean, there's a damn liquor store by a high school. It's on the main road, though. Yeah, okay. Depending <laughs> on <laughs> So. Yeah, okay. All right. White Georgia woman is fired from therapist job over viral TikTok for her harassing black fisherman who was permitted to be there as his father is a homeowner in a gated community. Feel good tax-free ceremonies. <laughs> Video shows the angler uh, claimed that she, this area is his neighborhood. So a black dude was fishing. He had a, a couple white people come up and ask him, you can't fish here if you don't live here. I live and a woman came up, he recorded her. She ended up calling the police on Church liquor stores and weed dispensaries. <laughs> oh, yeah, weed. Yeah, the weed here now. The weed here now. There go George using me for commentary. Hello. Oh, how are you? <laughs> Good, how are you? Do you guys recognize up here? Are we bothering anyone? Okay, I just have to. Don't touch. Hold on, are we lagging? Nobody said nothing. Let's hope you're buffering or not. Oh, they'll let you know. Yeah, all right. Well, um, this lake is presently for residents only. So, she's like, okay, picture of your license plates and forward it on. <laughs> hey, so y'all hear what I go through, right? This is the oh third my. person. Oh, we, he said, we, <laughs> we have closed churches on every block, marijuana places, script clubs, and liquor stores and dialysis centers on every corner. It's funny, the liquor store and the dialysis center, <laughs> it's on the same. Because everything they put in your neighborhood is because they know it's going to harm you. And we're going to put this building here because this is where you're going to have to go when you're injured. <laughs> it's just a cycle. <laughs> this is the third person. I'm in my own neighborhood. And a white person came and bothered me while I'm fishing. Another white person came and bothered me while I'm fishing. This is the third time. She's like, oh, no, I'm not giving you permission right. to film. This is my phone. I can film and do whatever I want. I study the law. <laughs> I study the law. Thank you. I'm sorry. Hey, well, well don't, don't leave now. Do you want to say, hey, do you live here? Where you live? What's your address? Where do you live? <laughs> Where do you live? This is unbelievable. Where do you live? Awesome. Why? What, what's your name, by the way? Because at the next Karen? meeting, I'm definitely going to mention you. <laughs> she said her name was Karen. It's okay. She said her name was Karen. Her name is Karen. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Matter of fact, let me get your, let me get your, um, let me turn this. Now, he said his dad lives in the community. So does that justify him fishing in the community his dad owns a home in? Um, I'm gonna say this: why don't why don't black people research their area before moving into an area? You mean you assume he didn't research it? He couldn't have researched it. Oh, get to know the people in the area before. I mean, oh, you mean I, I don't want to go live around white. You people. mean going to meet your neighbor and all that stuff? Yes. Well, people don't meet their neighbor. Most people, people, do, people, most in people the south, people still meet their neighbors. Most people don't. Give, most people don't care about their neighbor. Most people. I don't think. Most I people, care about my neighbors. Do you know your neighbors? This is different. See, this is <laughs> hold you on. Just cut yourself. Look at this. You. Is the city This is the city. It's a city different. This is a liberal. This is a liberal uh, city that we live in. 
So, I mean, there, it's very be, diverse. It's, it's all sorts of different neighbors. It's not just a white area that I live in. But liberal man, you should definitely know your neighbors, right? Or is that a conservative thing? That's a, I would say that's more of a conservative thing. Okay. So you think she's justified in checking him about fishing? Go meet your white neighbors and get shot. That's not <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm saying you should do research on the hood that you live in. Before you you, you should live people. Just like that white, just like that black girl that went from, that lived in Charlotte. Oh, yeah. And went to the outskirts of Charlotte where it was a predominantly white yeah. area and they started terrorizing her ass. Yeah. Why can't you stay look at the area that you, that you want to move into or moving and settling in there? That's what, not, what percentage, is that crazy? What percentage of the neighborhood or the city be before you decide to be in there? What, what percentage the black population be. The mystery will oh, I said all people. all of this was our era. We are not slaves. We are owners of war. Our land was taken, sold off, and resold. Okay. So should be naive. I'm not saying that. I'm saying actually what I want to be black. So what's that percentage? Is it 80? 90 if possible, 100 if possible. Okay. So you're just going to move into a neighborhood blindly, say. not do any research on it, not see who your well, neighbors are that. or who it's populated by. I agree with that. Okay. You should know who lives in your neighborhood. I agree. Okay. Struggle time again. Is he saying we buffering? <laughs> Travis, sure be skipping real comments. His white zaddy telling him, I'm not reading that bullshit you be talking about George. You always talking about some bullshit. I'm not reading that stupid shit you be putting in the comment section. Travis, don't do research. Are you happy now? I said it. Damn, what's wrong with you, George? You just fuck up everything when you come here. You say the same shit over and over. Damn. Let's get to it. That's why the shit choppy because Travis is a black hater. <laughs> no, you the fucking hater. I don't be saying shit about you. Look at how many damn times my name in the damn comment section because of you. I like elevator music. Okay, we'll get that elevator music for you. <laughs> a suspected serial killer has been arrested over the notorious beast murders on Long, on Long Island. The, uh, the Post can confirm Rex, a married architect in New York City firm, has was caught at the DNA from the hair of a victim, Megan Waterman, matched that of his, uh, matched that of his, taking investigators from a discarded piece of crust in January. The father of two, a former classmate of Hollywood actor Billy Baldwin, was arrested Thursday after cops had stalked out his home on First Avenue in Mapasaqua Park, Long Island, in the office of 385 Fifth Avenue in Manhattan. His arrest is tied to the so-called uh, Gilgo Four. Women found wrapped in burlap within days of each other in the late 2010 and not, uh, of the, <clears throat> and not the other six were as possible being connected as sources said so there's possibly 10 of them damn possibly 10 people he was ki he's killed i guess we 10 women there was another one too what uh there was another one they said was a serial killer they found bones and shit in his backyard or something how the hell do you kill how do you kill 10 people and just going with like how does <laughs> that's why it's called serial killer well i would imagine new york it, new york is also a very busy busy city so it's like maybe they don't got time to investigate each murder or maybe these cops don't give a damn these cops we don't get get the body out of their books as quick as possible they don't want cold cases so they'll find somebody to blame it on 
Um, I think said, do I have permission to post your guys' link and a pic on my TikTok? I'm in TTJL right now. I will talk about this podcast when I'm released. Oh, sure. No problem. Another you gotta story. Ask. <laughs> Another story. Spiritual healer featured on Oprah accused of sexual Thank abuse. Thank you for asking. This was 2018. This, oh, this Oprah, is, stay around. Uh, <clears throat> I'm about to say, pedos. everybody Oprah is around turned out to be like some of the sickest people <laughs> you can be around. Is Tyler Perry's going to come out? Or We'll see. Now, Oprah had him on her show years ago, and in 2018, he was hit with all these <clears throat> abuse allegations. And officially now, he has been found guilty, and has been sentenced to 99 years for raping <laughs> girls. got on Oprah. <laughs> accused of baby trapping. Now, the first thing I saw when I saw the story was the school she built in, in Africa. Africa. South Africa, right? Or was it Kenya? It was one of them. I can't remember. One of them. When she built the school, I remember when she first built the school, I remember a lot of black people around us was like, why she didn't build a school in America? Well, thank God she didn't. But remember also, she was at the front of that campaign bringing our girls back. When the young girls over there were kidnapped by, was it Boko Haram or another terrorist organization? You hear me? I can't. I think it was Boko Haram, not for sure. So one of these organizations kidnapped a whole bunch of young girls, and Oprah was at the front line, you know, bring our girls back home. Now I'm wondering, because they're she little, involved. Yeah, they're a little terrorist organization that probably was hired to do this. <clears throat> maybe for na- international attention, maybe because of some trafficking reasons. I don't know. So I'm not surprised. When you start talking about I'm looking at Oprah the same way I look at the Clintons at this point. You should be looking at Oprah, the Clintons, the Obamas, the Bushes. Remember when uh, all the same. <laughs> remember when Seal, when he came at Oprah, when he said she knew about Weinstein. She knew. Like he went in. That that was that was towards the end of Oprah's run where you couldn't say nothing about her. That's when people started really going at her. Musical chairs. <laughs> That's when people started going at her, willingly saying stuff publicly against her because she was too powerful before. Yeah, her. Uh, I think you think Monique put a little bit of um, do a little bit of um. You think it was Oprah? You think it was Monique? I don't think it was Monique. What what made her fire? I think go out a little bit. It's I just think, because she was not on TV every day and not in the public so much. So maybe that's something has something to do with it. And maybe it was uh, Monique and other people coming out saying stuff about her willingly. So who knows? He did like uh, child hurting over thing. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> How many of these people gonna come out their open support to be monsters? And she get she go unscathed, like mind going by her day, like nobody paying this to her, nobody ties this to her. They're not gonna tie it to her. But okay, high level. All right, police accuse him of stealing food. Then an officer shot him dead, saying he went for the gun. A thirty-seven-year-old man shot by police in New uh, Rochelle. How you say that? I know how to say it. Is that I don't right? want to say Rothschild. It's, it's, uh, Rochelle. Yeah, Rochelle. Uh, New York on July 3rd has died and New York uh, Attorney General Letitia James office said Tuesday it will begin a formal investigation to the shooting. Jarrell Garris has been on life support and died Monday evening. His family issued a statement expressing great sorrow and pushing authorities for answers. We are committed to Greg getting justice for Jarrell and submit that if the city of New York, New Rochelle is sincere about its commitment to transparency and is not just a veneer, all videos of Jarrell execution should be released immediately. That a statement provided by attorney William Wagstaff. We ask for prayers and peace as we prepare for the uh, to uh, memorialize him. <sighs> Another one. 
How many, at this point, you would think police would be cautious. Their image is such in the dirt. <laughs> you would think they would care somewhat, but take more precautions made before firing their weapon. But every week it's the same thing. They another don't one, another one. I was afraid for my life. Uh, a new, a new Rochelle native was back in the area to pick up his son and take him back to the summer to Greensboro. Oh, North Carolina, where he moved several months ago when police accused him of stealing food from a grocery store and shot him after a scuffle on July 3rd. Police say it as police said he, he had gone for one of the officer's guns. Gary's family. Uh, now hold on. Do you want me to believe a dude was stealing food? So he's at a level of desperation there, right? He went from stealing food to trying to grab an officer's gun. With his, he was going to pick up his son, apparently. He had already moved and left the state. Why would he want to, what he going to do? Why would he want to shoot a cop <laughs> at that point? Did you find drugs on him, weaponry on him? Did he have a warrant for some heinous crime? What would, what would make me think that a man who are you accused of stealing food would go and want to shoot a cop? I don't know. It don't make sense to me. <laughs> it just makes no sense. But that's the stories that, you know, they make up. Law enforcement opposes rules banning cops from being involved in extremist groups. Policing industry, religious rights. How are they going huh? to know whether or not people are in extremist? They're already in extremist groups right now. Which is why they're against. The cops are against it because they're saying that that language is too vague. And we had a song. <laughs> About police. <laughs> I was a huge fan of. <laughs> but police industry, religious rights groups said the rules are too vague and would invite lawsuits. Now, based off your point, you said, how would they know that they're a part of an extremist group? Well, some of them have tattoos. They're in gangs. We know the profile was released about the LAPD, how there's literal gang members yeah. in the police force. And I would imagine if they're a part of any group that you, you consider alt-right, what's the 70 popular law if they consider a group to be a hate group? If you're on the list, then you shouldn't be on the law enforcement. Be in law enforcement. So I guess they would go based off of that, that criteria. But then you have you can make an argument that you would then be able to determine what group is a hate group because you can just go to the Southern Poverty Law and they can determine who's a hate group. So it could be anything. What's that group that they hate? Their moms for children, the school board moms, who trying to stop them from putting certain curriculum in the schools. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? The bunch of the, the white mothers who are going to the uh, school meetings. They label them a... No, I'm saying they they could label them a hate group. Okay. Now, if you're a father who are part of that, if you're a police officer who's a part of that group, so this is why the cops are against this. It's too vague. Go ahead. Um, he wouldn't want to. They feed us uh, anything and think we're stupid enough to go for it. Biggest gang in the U.S. <laughs> All white motorcycle clubs in black neighborhoods. I've seen that. Yeah, Moms yeah. of uh, Liberty. Moms of Liberty. That's it. Sisters of the Confederacy. Last she got fired. I think you're talking about the uh, <laughs> the white woman, the therapist woman who was talking to the black girl about fishing. You think she lost her job? Who'd she lose her job? The white woman, the therapist. The dude who was fishing? For asking him if he lived in the neighborhood? I don't know. And I mean, should black people do that more? Ask, do you live in a neighborhood? Would it be a safer neighborhood if we did community watch and ask if we see people we never saw before? Hey, how are you? Well, did you just thing. move in? 
There is a such thing as walking while white. If you see a white person walking through a black neighborhood, they're probably a drug addict looking for drugs. Is it, a, is it a bad thing to ask somebody, hey, how are you? Did you just move into the neighborhood? How no, are things going? No, getting to know your neighbors. Huh? It's getting to know your neighbors. It's a good thing. So it's a way you should go about it it's instead a, of just being like, what are you doing here? Exactly. You know, you're not, okay. So yeah. I agree with that. It's a way you should go without it without being disrespectful or feel like I'm being interrogated. That's probably the bigger part. I'm not being interrogated. Interrogated. The law enforcement lobby showed up Tuesday to oppose new rules proposed by the state's police licensing board, including banning law enforcement officers from being involved in hate, extremist, or white supremacist groups because they said the wording was too vague. That seems very, as a matter of fact, I mean, I don't know what's, you know. What do you think? You think this is a, this is pointless? It's not going to really, this is in a. It's pointless. This is in Minnesota, I think. Oh, there's been so many victims in Minnesota. (laughs) What you mean? There's been so many victims in Minnesota. People have been killed by the police in Minnesota. Black men in particular. So you don't think it's going to benefit at all? I don't think it's going to do shit. (laughs) Well, they're trying. They're They're not trying. They ain't trying to do shit. It's a thought that counts, right? Did y'all hear about the teacher in Tennessee who put her husband essence in brownies and gave it to her students? Look it up. Oh, yeah. We know the white woman. Must be white. No. Remember the story? When he say essence, he mean his semen. The teacher that put it in the, the kids cook the kids brownies. Yeah, she. And he got a hundred years, I think, or life, and she got. I forgot how much time she got. I think like forty years, fifty oh, years. Oh, they always get less. Accessory to the crime supposed to get equal. Yeah. Or close to the same amount of time. But they they try to paint it as he's the one who came up with the plan. She was kind of just going along. They don't. I don't give a damn if he came up with the plan or not. She was the one that actually took it and gave it to the students, which is worse. This shit was nasty. Like, if I'm a parent, I'm not even calling the cops. No, ain't no, it's pow, pow. <laughs> it's, yeah, ain't no, ain't no punching. <laughs> we not, we not punching at that point. She about to go real. Yeah, she was. <laughs> that's not George. That's Travis that when he gave Regina cookies. That's some fucked up shit to say. That's messed up, George. Like, that's not funny. <laughs> that's messed up. See, this is what I... He just go too damn far. Stay calm, bro. <laughs> <laughs> just go too far. All right. Outspoken detective found dead in driveway. Um, I second that dude. This was... Uh, when the police... Sorry, when the, when the Tyrese Nichols situation happened, this is the one of the... Former detectives, retired detectives who came out and spoke against him. He was adamantly against him. He was found dead in his driveway. Now, I've seen some said that he was beaten to death. But they just said they haven't, they did it, what's it called? They haven't found out how he died. But a dude from Memphis said they think he was beaten to death in his own yard. Now, it's possible. Allegedly, it could have been police officers that did this. And possibly left him in his own yard as a as a, a warning. Now I don't know how true that is, but some people are already jumping on that, you know, because he did speak against the cops. You think that's a possibility, or you think it's more something more? I'm waiting for details to fold in the story before I give an opinion on it. Now he is a part of a for, uh, for, sorority, for fraternity. Uh, sorry, fraternity. Yeah. He's a part of fraternity. I was I, I forgot what it's called. Um, I think the dudes that were part of the Tyrese Nichols, the police that were part of the Tyrese Nichols situation, they were also a part of fraternities. Yeah. Frat boys. So, I mean.
uh, found dead in the driveway. She was very outspoken about the murder of Tyree Nichols and activist Amber Sherman. Now, aspect regarding Lewis' death, retired Memphis police officer Mark, Mark Shore, who was outspoken to the MPD after the murder of Tyree Nichols and national media outlets, was allegedly found murdered in his front yard this morning. In 2001, to go back to school to work on his master's degree. He also pledged to be a member of the Omega uh, Sci-Fi sci 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 fraternity and mentioned youth in the community and mentioned national headlines. LaShore spoke about shady practices when it departed concerning to him. Uh, Rookies were getting put on specialized units when no one's been he also in the Scorpion unit, which all five are on. That was after he retired. The community claimed he was told the unit has zero tolerance policy on crime and the officers could do what they want they can to arrest <laughs> Fuck. Uh, now he, That's he was, what's wrong with him. He was accepted into the fraternity and all that. But something else that happened to him, and this is unfortunate. Oh, uh, shout out, I think, for what she said. Thank you all so much for hosting this podcast. I'm sending you all so much love. I appreciate that. Really appreciate that. Positivity. <laughs> Not somebody that be on Reddit. All, <laughs> all right. Choppy. Did y'all know that um, most of the fraternities have old men in them? That can't lift the <laughs> that can't lift a grape. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <sighs> I think we're good now. We good? I think we're good. All right. Woman charged with robbing retired MPD officer. Which was messed up. As he was lying dead in his driveway. So died of a retired police officer. She found him, transferred fifteen hundred dollars to herself off his phone, and spent it on shoes, hair, and nails. That's how much we care about one another. I see a dead man in a car. No, on the driveway. In a driveway, and I'm going to take money, send it through Cash App, and not even call the police to say this man is, is no, wild. It, was he dead when she found him, or was he just down? Is it possible if she would have called the police, he could have lived? Maybe so. We'll we'll never know because she can more about getting her nails done. That's unfortunate, man. That's Gucci. All right, moving on. Gunman arrested for Philadelphia mass shooting that left five dead and Black Lives Matter activists who wore women's clothes. This person, who uh, there are, they are connecting to Black Lives Matter. Apparently went on a shooting spree. I believe spree. they lied. <laughs> huh? They escaped for floating her. Oh, they scapegoating her. She said escape floating. Trifling and petty. Scapegoat. There you go. Thank you. Think that's the name. Is a right that. Yeah, yeah. Did we know Lance over part of this? 
the police killed in his car. Well, he wasn't in his car. Or in the driveway, where he had where he was. He was what? What's going? Neighbor, my the over to I uh, uh Jefferson. Yeah, I need a Jefferson. And she ended up dying. And the cop ended up shooting her through the window. Yeah, he's an older black man who called. Do you mind your business or do you do you help? No. <laughs> or do you steal? <laughs> so this one, this person who's associated with Black Lives Matter went and killed five men and two children. Uh, the rifle wielding suspect was dying a bulletproof vest before allegedly shooting dead five men and injuring two children in Philadelphia has been identified as a Black Lives Matter supporter who uh, shared gun toting memes on social media. Kim Brady Carricker, 40, was nabbed shortly after the bloodshed in the city's uh, uh, Kensington, or Kings, I don't know how to say that, neighborhood. Monday night in Philadelphia Inquirer reported citing sources. Cops haven't yet publicly disclosed the suspect's identity on his Facebook page. He posted two pictures of himself wearing a bra, a women's top, and earrings <laughs> with his hair braided long in March, three months before the alleged shooting. <laughs> you got nothing on this? Let's, 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 we said what happened. Let's move on. Oh, man, it's getting crazy. <clears throat> it's getting dangerous out there. Another thing getting I want to dangerous say, out there. It's been dangerous out there. What you talking about? That's true. Another thing I want to talk about because the term, since we're talking about the Mr. Chair. Black Lives Matter and all that other stuff, this guy right here used the term colored people. And it sent, for some reason, it sent people into a frenzy like he did something against what they've been doing to themselves. How are you mad at him for saying colored people when you say people of color? All the time. So 24-7, all day, every day. Arizona. Well, Mr. Chairman, though, that was some people of color in unbelievably inspiring. My amendment has nothing to do with whether or not colored people or black people or anybody can serve. Okay? It has nothing to do with color Mr. Your Speaker. Skin, your, any of that stuff. What we want to preserve and maintain is the fact <laughs> that our military does not be. I agree. When black people see a dead person, we will freak the uck out. It's only a tiny percent that was still no worse than a funeral home. Exactly. Hey, you ain't never lying about that part. They will, they will <laughs> rob you. They rob you blind. The funeral home become a social experiment. We want the best of the best. We want to have standards that guide who, who's in what unit, what they do. And I'm going to tell you guys right, right now: the Russians, the Chinese, the Iranians, the North Koreans. They are not. They are not doing this because they want the strongest military possible. Gentlemen, I hope my colleagues on the other side can understand what we're doing. Thank you so much, Mr. Speaker. to be recognized to have for words colored people. For what purposes, generally seek recognition? I'd like to be recognized to have the words colored people stricken uh, from the record. I find it offensive. And very inappropriate. What's wrong with being called color people? We are colored, though. <laughs> it's wordplay, but it matters. We are not black, but we are indigenous. We are a social experiment. I don't have a problem with him saying. I mean, I, I don't get it. But I'm saying like these same politicians will say people of color instead of but black. You can't say color people. They well, won't. he didn't put the uh. The, 
I thought he said people of color. He said colored people. So she wanted uh, people of color, not colored people. She just said she wants colored people stricken. Because they brought her back to the days where they had <laughs> colored people on a water fountain and shit. Yeah. Okay. I, guess. I can I understand know. it's trauma for her, maybe. But no, this seems like me. Artificial intelligence is the new military. To me, I don't have a problem with it. This seems like to me more of creating a problem where there is none. Just the Democratic Party being. The like, Democratic on, Party. That's just That's on. pretty much what it is. They try to find anything. To say racism, now y'all, y'all got it's sad. Y'all got bills where you use the Man, term a, new, a religion. Y'all got bills where you use the term people of color, but you mad at him saying colored people. Well, she don't want it to be. Well, when she hear colored people, she just think black people. When you say people of color, it's everybody's under that umbrella. Okay. Sean Diddy Combs launches Empower Global, a digital marketplace for black businesses. Wait until we talk, guys. You can don't have a problem <laughs> with making me. Look, here he that, go with she the done said that. I'll let Kiefer handle that. <laughs> My, look, listen, bro. Sean Diddy Combs launches Empower, Empower Global, a it. digital marketplace for black businesses. My mission has always been to empower black entrepreneurs and create more opportunities for them to have access to access the resources, tools, and support <laughs> needed to build successful businesses, Diddy said in a press release. Let me try to play the video of uh, him saying these comments of him doing his launch for delete the tabs. Global media. When I when I delete it, it get worse. Oh shit! Never <laughs> mind. Let me be quiet. Let me fall back. Well, let me see right quick. Let me let, let this load. Let me see what he had to say. Show y'all. Welcome to Empowered Local. Did he or did he not? <laughs> did he or did he not? He definitely did. Businesses and customers worldwide. With the launch of Empowered Global, our goal is to provide a platform for black businesses to reach a global audience and empower customers to support and shop the best black-owned brands in beauty, fashion, art, and lifestyle. We want to elevate the black economy by creating opportunities for black entrepreneurs to build and scale successful businesses. Welcome to Empowered Global. Go back to the video again. Sorry, never mind. Don't play. Well, what do you want to see? Nothing. Go ahead. Just want to see. No, I'm no, it's good. No, I'm serious. What did you want to see? I want to see nothing. Go ahead. Hold on. It's just gonna buffer more, so scammer alert. All right. So this is Empower Global. Uh building black wealth starts by investing in black on businesses and giving entrepreneurs access to the consumer needed to build sustainable companies that we that uh can strive. So it seems like he's focusing on uh is that grills, lipstick and perfume. So he's he wants people to put their products on his marketplace. If I'm not mistaken, there's a uh bank Killer Mike is a co is a co uh, founder of one of the banks called Greenwood Digital Bank, and they purchased a marketplace from a black dude out of Atlanta when they kind of stole it from underneath them. But yeah, so this is he's trying to do the same thing here: create a online marketplace for you to put your product so that you can have it shipped through his platform. And it's kind of like trying to replace like eBay or something like that. You can put your stuff on Amazon too. Or Amazon, for that matter. This is the shop. What? You got the women's, men's, fashion for all, beauty. 
Are we are we trusting? Are they, you think they're gonna trust? How many people you think Hell gonna do no. it? How many how many you think do it? Because it is Diddy. If it is Diddy, and ain't no Diddy. They wouldn't do the shit. But he's Diddy. He's also Diddy. Diddy, but he's also Diddy. What you mean he's also Diddy? He did. He's P Diddy. He's famous. Scam. He has he has access to a lot of resources. They go right. It go really right. <laughs> but it can also go really really wrong. If you choose to put yourself on platform, that's what you choose to do. When we know Trust. that. Listen, do you think, how many of you think will do it? Take that chance. Yeah, they take Probably a chance, quite a few. They take, take a chance. That's what IP did. It was once known. Y'all branches in the comment section if y'all want to use it. Diddy was once known for his parties. Better talk to Biggie's mother before you deal with Diddy, <laughs> Mister Man. Oh, Biggie liking. Talk to Mace too. Just liking. Oh. Was... All right, all right, all right. Let's go, let's go. Um, you know these big parties. What's this guy's name? Uh, Michael. Michael Rubin. Who is Michael Rubin? All about the host <laughs> of the star-studded Hamptons White Party. All right. Now, I'm sure y'all seen these pictures coming out of this party. I've never seen so many men allow themselves to be hugged from behind. I think this Michael Rubin, I think they say he's worth like $11 billion. The first thing I think of is, okay. I guess why he get the hugging from behind. Why are you, in, why are you worth $11 billion? Why are you interested in a C-level athlete, rappers that are not even at best on the top of their profession? Why are you so, why are you so interested in these people? he wants to be with the cool kids you think it's all about the cool kids thing no do you know what it's about <laughs> meek mill was there he always meek mill makes sure he do everything he can to be around billionaires at this point he love him maybe they show they show him doing the uh bunny rabbit the tennis game hopping around that was, that was crazy i want to show one thing in particular hold on y'all because 50 cent has <laughs> 50 cent shares outraged uh shares outrage over little baby Michael Rubin and Kyle Kuzma photo. 50 Cent rejects Diddy uh, in a statement about the viral uh, photo and little baby Kyle Kuzma and Michael Rubin at the annual July 4th all-white party in the Hamptons. 50 Cent, 50 Cent says, as, uh, says a photo of little baby Michael Rubin and Kyle Kuzma that's making the rounds on the internet is the reason why he's not in attendance at the July 4th all-white party. Billionaire businessman Michael Rubin and his par partner Camille Fisher, Fischel, hosted their annual all-white party at their plush home in the Hamptons on July 4th, 
and a ton of their celebrity friends were in attendance, ranging from rappers to actors, models, ball players. The CEO of Fanatics is now in his third year of hosting the party. And look at this picture. I ain't never seen niggas smile this hard. The black people at this all-white party was smiling harder than I ever seen them smile. At least he got a side tooth. Hold on. I don't know how long he had it. Hold on. Let me show. I want to show this one. Because they showed uh, <laughs> showed Jay-Z and Beyonce here. I remember somebody pointing out that Jay-Z and Beyonce look like they're having more fun. Look at this. They look like they have more fun at this party than they ever had at their own. I don't know. I can say that judging by that picture, they look like they had more fun at this party than they had at their own. I can't say that by judging that picture. And you see uh, Kevin Hart was there. Just like that story with Kevin Hart just went over by the head. He got, he got in a car, car crash with his trainer in the car. And wife. But the wife was in the car too, but his it was wife a two-seater. It was a two-seater, but it was three people in the car. Okay. <laughs> we'll go with that, buddy. No but. sound, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> Get you, bro. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Hold on, I'm trying to. Right, here we go. We're talking about the medical racism. Let's get to that then. Black physicians want doctors to wear body cams to stop racism. If we want to see a reduction in poor health outcomes for black patients, we must hold healthcare professionals accountable in real time, he said. What has it done with the white officers wearing? Yeah, I mean, what, police officers. Not we can't just say white police officers. Police officers. Police officers in general wearing video cam. What has it done? It didn't benefit the police. I don't think it would benefit doctors or nurses or any of that either. A recent article in the Boston Globe by a black physician has stirred debate around whether doctors should be required to wear body cameras in order to document their document and limit medical racism. Amanda Joy Calhoun is adult child. Uh, uh, Psychiatry resident at Yale, Yale School of Medicine, Yale Child Study Center. As an expert in anti-black racism in the medical field, she's speaking out after witnessing multiple uh, instances of blatant, blatant prejudice among medical professionals, including an instance where medical staff laughed at a black teen experiencing a gunshot wound. The boy was just another criminal, the staff said, according to Calhoun's account in the Boston Globe. <sighs> Well, I also know about doctors. Uh, whenever black people in particular go to the go to the doctor, and they actually, you're, if you're in pain, they actually your pain control from one to ten. And if you say anything over eight, they don't believe you. You say nine, they give you okay six. <laughs> they don't believe you. If you no matter what you tell them, you say this is hurting, they'll tell you that it's something else, even though you're telling them. Is this all doctors in general? Well, from my experience, I don't think it's a race thing either. Unfortunately, the same that. Now they say, statistically at least, there's a lot less um, um, long-term injuries or mistakes that happen when a black patient has a black doctor. So you're better off. With, obviously, you're better off with a black doctor. They're more mm-hmm. likely to listen to your complaints and stuff. But even then, they still go to the same schools as everybody else. So there are certain things that's ingrained in them that they're just going to practice. There's nothing they can do. Like black people have a high tolerance of pain. Exactly. Now I'm pretty sure once they get around patients and they're hearing this old lady tell them how much pain they're in, they're more likely to be able to shake some of the stuff, but not everything. But, uh, black patients adjust behavior to reduce chance of discrimination. 
So when we when we say <laughs> hold on, hold on. black people can take more pain, <laughs> Mr. Man. Black people can take more pain. Hey, do we want that in the medical center? Do you want that in the hospitals? That but belief? if but if you are in less pain, then well, if your body has a higher tolerance for pain, then if I say I'm at an eight, I'm at an eight. That's true. I'm not lying. If I hold on, if I can take more pain, that means an eight for me is like a twelve for somebody else, right? Yeah. So if I'm telling you I'm at a higher number, that means you should really give me something. Or they viewing it at well, this if you're at eight and this person's actually at a twelve, so you don't need as much. You don't need as much. Okay. Black patients adjust behavior to reduce chance of discrimination in healthcare settings. Survey finds. Now this first paragraph, Travis first instinct. What did you first say when we read that that headline? Go ahead. Well, this is well. Stand it, on it. Don't backtrack. Don't, don't do it now. Go. What did I say? Oh, you don't remember now. No, I'm, I'm being serious. What did I say? You said what? Did, you mean act civilized? Yeah, I said if. Well, yeah, I said when you mean you go to the doctor's office, act civilized, right. and then you oh, proceeded right. to read me, the article. Now, when he said that, I immediately said that was racist. What you just said? How was that racist? No, you called me a coon, and I said you're a coon. I said you're <laughs> a racist coon said. for saying that. But then I read the first headline. I mean, I read the first um. I read the first uh, paragraph. It says a young mother in California's Antelope Valley bathes her children and dresses them in neat clothes, <laughs> making sure they look their very best. Is that not civilized? <laughs> Being a civilized person, before you go to the doctor, you should wash your ass. Her kids ass. You should brush your teeth. Her kids teeth. You should put on decent looking clothes. When you go out to the public, you should tr- you try to present your best image, not just for yourself, but your people as well. They say I brush their teeth before they see the dentist. Just little things like that to protect myself from being treated unfairly, she told researchers. I can't lie. That first paragraph, I was like, you mean you did basic? Most of these tests are based on European body types and pain threshold, i.e. white rats, <laughs> mice, and labs. Yeah, they got the duty on their rabbit blood. What's it called? Uh, RH. RH. Negative. RH negative, yeah. They rabbit blood. Uh, now, the second paragraph kind of cleaned it up a lot. The second. 17-year-old Los Angeles mindful that a black man tries to put providers at ease around him. My actions will probably be looked at and applied to the whole race, especially if my actions are negative, he said, and especially if they're perceived as aggressive. You should Well, you shouldn't be aggressive with anybody in a professional setting. Why would you be aggressive? Well, well say you what go, she said yesterday. I said, you go to the doctor and they're telling you telling them, hey, my knee or this, my this and that, and they run some tests on you. They, oh, you also got a problem with this and this and that. You know, there is no other problem. I don't want no other pills. I just want this for this. So why can't you talk in that same uh, tone well, of voice you talking right now? Some people, when you're constantly trying to tell them what is wrong with them, when they know it's not wrong with them, they feel like you're insulting their intelligence. I came here. I know what I'm talking about. I know what's going on with my body. So they get a little annoyed. They may raise their voice a little. When you get annoyed, when you get annoyed raise your voice and start cursing, you're going to perceive this as being ignorant. Ever seen a white <laughs> mouse in a nature? <laughs> they didn't laugh. <laughs> What did, I, what did I say? What am I saying that's wrong? I didn't say you're wrong. I just said when I first, when you first said it, I was like, damn. When I read the first paragraph, I was like, okay, you're kind of right. At least in this instance. In the instance of them saying that putting on clothes and cleaning and brushing their teeth, I think that's stuff that everybody normal. does. Many black Californians report adjusting their appearance or behavior, even minimalizing questions. All to, all to reduce the chances of discrimination and bias in hospitals. Um, black people are known for not asking questions to the doctors. Uh, even though that ain't the case for all. I ask questions. 
Yeah. Of the strategies they uh, describe taking, 32% pay special attention to how they dress, 35% modify their speech or behavior to put doctors at ease, and 41% of black patients signal to provide that they are educated, knowledgeable, <clears throat> and prepared. George, I challenge you for the rest of this remaining show to not mention my name no more and talk about anything outside of me. I challenge you. Let's see if you can do it. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Um, okay. Now I want to show this. Hold on, y'all. So we were talking about respectability. When we talked about that article just a while ago, that's pretty much, we're talking about respectability politics, right? That's kind of what it is. <laughs> huh? Yes. So let's show, let me show you what he had to say about. Exactly. Let's see what he had to say about being a considered a black scientist. The point is, the moment you say you're a black person, I want to cast you as a black person. I'm going to ask you black people questions. You have ghettofied the interaction. Mm. If, if, if I'm a black scientist to you, then I'm not actually a scientist to you. Yeah. You have... Asterisk by your name. Yeah. <laughs> you, have, you have constrained... Who and what I can be in your mind hmm. by even assigning that label. The point is, the moment you say you're a black person, I want to cast you as a black person. I'm going to ask you black people questions. You have ghettofied the interaction. Now, what did he mean by ghettofied? I don't know. You tell us. He says the proper language, words to use to call being considered black ghettofied. You tell us, tell me what he meant by when he said ghetto five. Well, clearly he's saying that blackness is ghetto. I disagree with that. What do you think he's saying? No, I'm saying I disagree with blackness being ghetto. No, so what do you think he's saying? You know what he's saying. He's saying exactly what you're saying, dude. All right. So a lot of people got mad at that com comment. A lot of people defended him and said that is there something wrong with putting black in front of whatever you do as, as a, a career or profession? Does that lessen it? Does it put an asterisk next to it? Well, you know, there was a couple people. You remember, uh, they didn't want to be identified as a black actor. They just wanted to be seen as a actor or actress. Shirley Chisholm. She didn't want to be considered a black. Well, she's a father, so we're not even going. Yeah. She different. She didn't want to be considered a black politician. She wanted to be considered a politician. Well, she's not black, so she would not want to consider herself as a black politician. Okay. So I'm talking about black Americans <laughs> who did not want to be identified as a black actor. They just want to simply be known as an actor. It just ever said it, didn't? Huh? What black? Idris Elba said it. What black American said it? American that they want to be identified as a like that. As a give thirty nine billion in U.S. student debt using program Tweak. So apparently he's going to announce that I think it's eight hundred and something thousand people their debt will be forgiven. Unfortunately, if I'm not mistaken, the Supreme Court already struck this down, so there will be this will not happen. This will be struck down. Lawsuits will come. This ain't happening. 
Yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. He's using this to get votes in the primary. Lawyers law prohibits law landlords from refusing to rent or sell property to undocumented migrants. This is what you get. This when is you, Chicago. This is this is your Chicago mayor. You keep voting these black people in, uh, the black Democratic people in there, and this is what they keep giving you. More stuff for undocumented people. Look, Fuck the bullshit. It it can't be based on color. What do you mean? You gotta you have to vote for people's policies well, because we're putting black people in office and they're still not doing shit. So should, what is the point? Shouldn't it be based off race in politics? And it, well, name a person that you've seen in the black race that has policies for black people. In eternity. Did she? I think, yeah. Uh, Jesse Jackson did. Man, get the fuck out of here. What? He did. <laughs> Jesse Jackson did. Illinois landlords will soon be required to rent or sell to property to undocumented migrants. Beginning January 1st, 2024, protection going into place in the Illinois Human Rights Act for housing regarding immigration status and discriminatory advertising. The law will add immigration status as a protected class. That's true. They never mention uh, trade school debts. Learn a skill that pays the bills. I agree with that. In all, more than 11,000 migrants, most of them from Central and South America, have arrived in Illinois since August of last year. Many of the migrants have been bused to Illinois from Texas after crossing the southern U.S. border illegally. How are you going to consider them a protected class now? That's how far it's gone. Land of America. <laughs> All right. Let's uh let's move this. Hold on. We not even a protected class. That's the point. Niggas not even a protected class. <laughs> you got migrants. People who aren't even citizens. I could jump past this. I ain't got a short part. They said that some of the uh police officers were sexually assaulting the uh, migrants in Chicago. Were they sexually assaulting them or were they trying to get an anchor baby? They're trying to get an anchor baby. Cleaning themselves up. I'm pretty sure that exists on some level, definitely. Now, these are them, the, a group of migrants from the uh, shelter attempted to deliver a letter to the Chicago mayor denouncing mistreatment and abuse at a makeshift shelter. The group says they've been denied help and resources to finding housing. So these same people are given protected status starting next year. <laughs> the ones who you invite to your country and they attack you for saying they're not getting things they think they deserve in your country. All right, let me show this one. Uh, Tim Scott was asked a question about illegal immigration. Uh, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. I would disagree with that. I wonder what you do with the millions of foreign nationals here illegally, many with fake papers, uh, who are here. Like, what do you do with them? You become president. Yes. Sworn in January 2025, and you've got, let's say, 7 million people who've come in in the last four years. Do you, I mean, what do you do with them? Do you deport them? That is a very 
difficult task to deport them all at one time. But here's what we make sure they never do is you never break the law and become an American citizen by breaking the laws. Well, hold on. Wait, would you deport any of them? How many would you deport? I, I think you have to start the process of identifying where they are. Listen, listen, this is a really important question. I hope that we don't miss this. Because those folks who come into our country illegally, even those who are seeking asylum, go around our country. And some of the asylum dates for your court appearance is 2033. Ten years from now. So finding those who have come to our country illegally has to be a part of the job number one. And that means that we're going to have to take a look panoramically across our country and make sure that we stop this thing called sanctuary cities and sanctuary states that receive our resources to make sure that the federal government cannot figure out where the folks are. So in order for us to achieve the goals that the really brilliant guy on the stage, I'm not talking about myself, wants us to achieve, that was a compliment, by the way. Oh, sorry, it went right over my head. I was like, <laughs> He got a chance at all. <laughs> He's trying. He landed on thick. Compliment Tucker Carl. I don't think it's going to work at all. Wait, sorry, I got it. Sometimes I give compliments. I have to let people Brilliant's know. Brilliant's a little compliments. strong. Okay, okay. Really smart cookie over here. <laughs> Achieve. We have to identify where they are. And I'm not going to pretend that that will be an easy task. But that should be the response. Well, but wait a second. The federal government's like knows where everyone is because everyone has a has a smartphone and they're yes, tracking you. Yes, yes, you yes. know. So like we know anyone using a fake social security number want to just like drop them off in Tijuana. Bye bye. Well, I'm going to appoint Tucker Carlson as my bye bye ambassador no, but, to figure this out. So we're gonna work together on this. And I, I'm, I'm a, a sincere question. I, like I'm maybe the well. reason that people come by the millions. Yes uninvited, illegally, making a mockery of the rule of law. I have to obey the law, but someone from Haiti doesn't, or what? But they come because they know that no politician will say, come in your... He, he definitely just used that Haiti as a dog whistle. Why would you use the Haiti one as a dog whistle <laughs> when main it's mainly coming. Hispanic people coming over here? That don't make sense. <laughs> of course, you know, he had to, you know, he had to be Tucker Carlson. All right, I want to show this little clip. Uh, I'm pretty sure y'all know Marcel Dixon. Who ran against uh, his name? Clarence? No, is it Clarence? Not Clarence. It's uh, South of South Carolina. Clyburn. Clyburn. He ran against Clyburn. Uh, Marcel Dixon had a debate or an interview or conversation with Dr. Umar Johnson. I'm going to play this first clip here. Grand population of Black America was still even to was less than one percent in the time. And then there I was would a disagree study with that. I would disagree with that, but continue. Okay. Well, well then, then there was a study just done by the Pew Research Center Such a saying That's that totally inaccurate. There was, way, there was way more Africans in here than, than uh one percent. In fact, I would even I would even have I'll, to challenge how they came up with those numbers. But continue. Well, we got we have to look at the research, and then there was the one done the Pew Research Center saying that over fifty percent of Black immigrants in the country came in after the year two thousand. After the Immigration Act, there was a big wave. So only three percent of American Africans are immigrants. Only three percent. So you're not even dealing with a whole bunch of people. My issue with uh, the reparations piece, and again, that's not my fight. I'm gonna let y'all fight that because that's not important to me at all as a Pan-Africanist. But my issue uh, with reparations, folks, is how we would go out of our way to castigate three percent of African immigrants. Three percent of us in this country are African immigrants. They're not a whole, they're not as large as these other group of immigrants that are here. But be that as it may, we will go out of our way to castigate 
that small 3% of our number in this country who immigrated from the Caribbean, Central South America, or Africa, but we say almost nothing about the Latinos who have been raping your civil rights. You say nothing about the LGBTQ who have been raping your civil rights. We don't say anything about the groups who are really responsible for eating from the plate of Black America because we're scared of them. So we don't want to upset the homosexuals. We don't want to upset the women's movement. We don't want to upset the Latinos. So we're going to pick on the African immigrants because they're the only people we're going to get away with by targeting them? Why are you not targeting the real people who have siphoned off of the civil rights movement while we attacking African immigrant brothers and sisters? That's just my position. But again, that's not my fight. I'm going to let y'all have that because as a Pan-Africanist, I wouldn't even waste my time on that. <laughs> Aren't the Africans and the diaspora are the ones that saying they should be entitled to reparations because they were here or they're just simply because they're black too? So are yeah. the Hispanic is that reparations to be included in well, yeah, Black America? They, the, the ones in California did. Yeah, they, they were the only group that did, and we know why. <laughs> so, but yeah, why? Why we are? But there are people out there attacking Hispanics and going after them about affirmative action and them getting things that they're not supposed to. I don't, I don't know about the. Yeah, I agree, but his point was: don't worry about them. Focus on the. LGBTQ, no, we have to worry about everybody. He didn't say women, but the women, uh, black women, are being who get over the uh, things that were set up for black America. We have to focus on everybody. <laughs> Those the two, but are they as much of a threat as the one other one? I that, I guess that would be his point. There's less of them. He said only three percent of the population. What up, Dre? Same old, same old. Just trying to get this, the damn. No, he uh, said I'm back. Lagging and stuff. What's going on? The damn lagging and stuff. But yeah, he's saying that they're not big as a population, so they're not as much of a threat. Threat? You're they're a threat when you see them as replacing you. Can they replace you at three percent? They, they can make them the forefront. They can be put at the forefront. They're still not the majority. It it don't matter role more of you. That don't mean anything. How it don't you can I mean, there could be more of you and you can be blackballed. I don't think I don't think they can blackball the the fifty, sixty million versus the five million. I don't I don't know. But I agree. Um you have to focus on all of it, but his point against Marcel was, you know. In the majority. He's White half House. tethered, so he would say some shit like that. White House cocaine investigation concluded after just 11 days. Number 11. No suspect ID. It's funny to use number 11. Complete. So, they found cocaine. Cocaine. They were never going to do any investigation on this. Now, the first place, they said they found, they said they found the cocaine in a cubbyhole where they put cell phones at for, for guests. Then they said they actually found the cocaine in, even, in an even more protected place. Let me you telling me that the guards, or sorry, not your guard, your um, security, are not properly checking people. Was somebody walking with cocaine, or you telling me somebody who has security clearance, somebody who has a level of standing in the White House, who probably ain't getting checked thoroughly, was able to walk in with cocaine. And the president wasn't there, nor the his family. They made sure to say the president and his wife weren't there. So it wasn't um, Hunter's cocaine. So. 
Somebody, they said they were, there was two wasn't there. They didn't say, they didn't necessarily say Hunter wasn't there. Multiple shark attacks reported off New York 50 shark body at one beach. Say this to say, talking about cocaine, that white stuff. Sharks like white meat. <laughs> they like white meat. The scratch, we are no crackhead left the cocaine. Keep <laughs> <laughs> There was a video of Hunter Biden walking around behind Hunter, behind Joe Biden, rubbing his nose like he just hit a bump. <laughs> he just hit the snort of the line. Then you got these sharks attacking people, and they still getting in the waters. They still ain't learning. Still getting in the waters. The waters. <laughs> Stay away from the waters. Danger. Who you talking about? White people like danger. It's been, it's We're gonna conquer the waters and those sharks. And you go to they just gonna start fucking them up. They're gonna start going in the ocean with guns and shit. When you're going to an environment that you're not supposed to be in, they look at it as conquering. Dude was high as a kite on the patio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. At the White House. Yeah, the patio. <laughs> he was high. One. He was, he was done. <laughs> he was walking around on cloud two? nine. Huh? She said one. <laughs> Yeah, he was done. He was out of here. Uh, we should be good now. All right. Some shakeup going on in the political scene. Georgia state lawmaker switches to GOP sites, education, and crime. Georgia state representative Mercia Maynard, uh, Democrat Atlanta Center, speaks in the House chamber at the Georgia Capitol. A Georgia state lawmaker switched to the Republican Party on today, citing her disagreements with Democratic policies on education and public safety. State Representative Misha Maynard, who represents a swath of Atlanta, is they now the only black Republican member of the Georgia and first black Republican woman to assert in the body. Brandly flawed. They don't call it the White House for nothing. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Uh, look, if you're a person who do cocaine, what better place to do cocaine than the White House? Doing that white girl in the White House. What do they call cocaine? White girl. Boy. Huh? They were there Friday, but it was found that Saturday or Sunday. Sniff. <laughs> they know who it belonged to. Matter of fact, they knew it was there that but they didn't. I'm surprised they even told us. At your point, when you pointed out, you said, why would they even tell us if you know you're not going to really investigate it? So what was the point of telling us you found the cocaine? As Kiefer said. Distraction. <laughs> I represent a blue district in the city of Atlanta, so this a political decision for me it was a moral one i will never apologize for being a black woman with a mind of my own i didn't lead the democratic party she later uh, added another tweet the democrat part the democrat party left me you damn skip when they embraced left-wing radicalism lawlessness and put the interests of elite aliens over the interests of americans they could just drug test <laughs> that sister dropping some smoke i have nothing to apologize for Mana specifically pointed to her former Democratic colleagues pushed to defund police as well as their position to school to school vouchers. She broke with the party on both issues in recent legislation legislative sessions, joining two other Democrats to support a GOP bill limiting the powers of counties to reduce police funding in 2021. The casting of the lone Democratic vote for the school voucher program earlier this year, according to the New York City Times. Said they could have just drug tested everyone. <laughs> LOL. It's, that's a good. That's another point. But they wouldn't. Shit. Do that because, everybody would have failed. Wait, they're not allowed to take the president's blood, is they? 
Are they? I don't think they are. They're not allowed to take the president's blood. Well, everybody accepting him. They could have got everybody else. Accepted him. Yeah, they, they you know, the, I don't think they can do the wife either. Or his son. They can't blood test him because, you know, they, they could be used in a biological attack. But I think Joe, Hunter, and all of them, they can't be tested. Their blood. She's beat. also fighting for school choice. Yeah, that too. She is too. So congratulations to her. She flipped on him. I don't know if they expected it or not. Maybe they don't care. Now, Looks somebody, like there's going to be a shakeup in the election this year. Shit. We said that three years ago. No, she's going to shake this time. We said that in 2020. I have was, faith. There was kind of a shakeup in 2020, but we said this before, and then niggas go nope. out and vote for the same old people. Doing the game different this time. It's different this time. <laughs> Shit. They're going to do exactly what they've been doing. All right. But I won't say uh, we're done. I'm, I'm not going to put curses on our people anymore. We're done with what? Saying that are we done. It's just they're done. It's over. Done as far as what? As a people. There's people who say that type of stuff and can't say that type of language, man. You put curses on your people. The curses is already there. You put more <laughs> on them. Your words mean something. All right, this is Carnell West talking about uh, the Ukraine situation. We know he considers himself some progressive and the Democrats are against him. They're angry with him. They're attacking him, saying he's pro-Putin now. So what we end up in with a criminal invasion. I'll be doing homeschool lessons. Uh, from our for first, first and second, second grade, grade kids in the fall. You too, we need more black men educators. That's true. I only, in my whole life, I think I had three black male teachers outside of PE. I think I had three black male teachers. Well, I've had a couple, but one... Don't say it. Leave it alone. Don't don't let that white girl, that demon, put that out on him. One, <laughs> he was fired like three weeks into the school year because he got accused of being a pervert. Yeah, unfortunate. And then we spent the rest of the year. <laughs> you spent the rest of the year eating Chinese nothing. food and <laughs> nothing. Doing recess. Kifa Cornell. <laughs> yeah, with your hand on your head. Cornell Good for you, Ed Brinley Flawed. And I know some of my comrades who know it's an invasion, criminal invasion, but a criminal invasion provoked by the expansion of NATO, which is an instrument of U.S. global power. And we have to be able to conceive of a world when, when we look at China, when we look at Russia, when we look at Ethiopia, when we look at Haiti, when we look at Brazil, we got to see precious human beings rather than these competitive nation states that are trying to devour more profits, more land, and more territory. No West Africa? Let me say this, what he just said. And this is kind of a, one, of those, one of those things that people call a, a, a raw truth about black men that we don't want to say. And I don't know if I completely agree with it. But what he just said about we need to view these countries as precious humans and not as competitors. And they said that's the biggest problem with black men. We don't want to compete. We don't want to compete. How do you want to run? How are you trying to run for the president of the United States and don't want to compete with other countries? <laughs> I, I kind of halfway have to agree with them, especially when it comes to him saying that. If you're a regular, like. The Chinese president just shaking his head. You can't like, have a mindset of I don't want to compete as a president. <laughs> that don't make sense. You, you supposed to want to dominate. There's a certain level of ego and narcissism you have to have to think you can lead people. You're talking about even your local mayor, your, your council members, there's a certain level of narcissism you need, ego you need, competitive, competitiveness you need to even think you are qualified to make decisions on behalf of strangers. 
I know what's best for uh, us. To want to be run for president and say we're not competitive is crazy. Or can we? Caitlyn on the over <laughs> on the left resting bitch face. <laughs> yeah, her face. She don't give up. She don't care what he's saying right now. She don't give up. <laughs> Conceive of such a world? Can we pursue such a world? <laughs> I think we have to. What's at stake? The destruction of the species. The destruction of the planet. The destruction All lives of matter. democracies as we know it. But so we're cutting against the grain, but always with a smile. Practically speaking, what would you what would you accept in Ukraine? Like what? I mean, Trump claims he could fix it oh, in 24 you, hours. What would that look like for you? Oh, what Bitch I would face. do. I would Salty and Chinese, <laughs> The Turks, the African rulers. I would sit down with the Ukrainian leaders and say, we must stop this war, stop these war crimes, the cluster bombs on a variety of different parties and make sure that we begin a diplomatic process for a just peace and that just peace is going to have some serious concessions across the board russian troops have to leave there's going to be debates over the territory there's going to be some kind of concessions over the territory but stop the killing why because the ukrainian brothers and sisters are precious and they are bearing so much of the suffering with this proxy war They're between they're the precious Jews. <laughs> she is. The, the time American yet. Empire and the Russian Federation. So there's responsibility and blame across the board, but the American Empire does bear a significant... Oh, now you want to start the war. They ain't want to stop <laughs> nothing. They still trying to print that money. <laughs> they still got them... They got the machine running overdrive at this point. <laughs> but it is crazy how Trump said he could start the war too. Yeah, Trump said he can end the war like... Overnight. That. <clears throat> Even though, you know, I don't know if that's true. All you got to do is make a few calls to Putin. <laughs> Call Putin. He also, I'm not going to show this video. He went on to talk about people calling him a spoiler for 2024. Because they still mad with that Jill Stein chick. Mm -hmm. They're trying to say he's going to trying to be a spoiler. Well, you and, said ain't no black people going to vote for him, right? Oh, okay. Ain't nobody black voting for no damn Cornell West. He, he lost that. He, he lost any. FYI, Ukraine feeds Europe. It leads Europe. Feeds. Oh, feeds you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Feeds. Yeah. And Germany's... Anyway, I'm going to I'm gonna get into the geopolitics right now. Lawyers with Supreme, Supreme Court, Court business, business paid Clarence Thomas aid via Vimo. He I'm got only, a lot of dirt on him. I'm only reading the headline. They are trying to get Thomas up out of here. Mainstream news is like watching a really bad comedy show. They just... They talk... It, it's... Yeah. I, I'm surprised people still watch it. But there's a reason why YouTube did went out of their way to push down um, alternative news, as they call it. They they literally came out and said we're going to make sure mainstream or legacy media gets in everybody's recommendations and anybody else. You have to know their name or find them on your own. They're going to be at the bottom of the list. You have to find them on your own. But what they're doing with Thomas right now is everybody around him, they're finding dirt on him with the wife, now his aide, one of his. Uh, I guess you would say cohorts, friends. They found dirt on everybody around him. Almost like they're trying to, um, almost like they're trying to um, get everybody I around like him. Politics, dude. I do too. Like everybody around him, they're trying to get dirt on them so that when they go after him, he won't have any protection. You'll you already have a record of everybody around him being shady or having some shady business. So when they go after him, when you as a birds of a feather, as they say. Birds of feather. How long do you think he got? Who? Thomas. 
for the. I ain't put no more timestamps on. You, you don't think he's gonna try to impeach him? Or he may just end up resigning. The stress too much. I want to go home. I mean, he's been going through shit for years, so he he didn't talk for a while. He talked now. <laughs> no longer suffering in silence. Asians denied tech leadership roles go to court. Now this seems the Asians you're thinking of. Remember, affirmative action is gone now, or at least it's been it's been gutted. So now the Asians are going to court over tech leadership roles. I thought they were already in tech. They ain't got as many as they want, at least. Now oh, these the are, whole thing? huh? They want the whole thing. At that point, Indians were leading Google, Facebook, uh, all the YouTube, all the leadership of all the big tech companies were Indian. All the CEOs. Now, when this happened. This is a, these are the Indians. I saw a white dude comment. And still we don't know who leaked the ruling on abortion. We know it was one of those uh, liberal um, uh, ju- judges who leaked it and know what was going to knew the outcome of how it was going to look. But anyway, uh, these Indians are not trying to sue to get more control in the tech companies. But I saw, <laughs> I saw a Caucasian dude. He wrote a post saying, these Indians will come here. They'll get the jobs, get in a certain level of power, and only hire their own. And I'm thinking that's kind that's of what everybody else that's do. Everybody. Except there's this one group that don't do that. Who's the group? <laughs> there's one group that don't hire just their own. Who? Black people. Say the name. When they get in position, they most qualified. They're the most unbiased, the best person available. I see no color. <laughs> They're the only ones that don't see color. And also this story came up. Remember that old video or the old story of the dude who was Indian who lied and said he was black? The actress, um, what's her name? Uh, I forgot her name. Mandy. Mandy something. She, uh, her brother, this is her brother. That's the brother from another <laughs> mother, we brother. thought. <laughs> so he lied and said he, when he said he was Asian in the first chance, he got denied. When he said he was African American, he got uh, approved, uh, accepted. How did he pass for African American? He didn't. He didn't. They knew he wasn't no damn African American, <laughs> and some some black person who had the same grades as him got denied a scholarship that's for them. He took away somebody's scholarship. They saw that the affirmative action is over. The time for reparations is now. I'm just got this to show this right here. If somebody is making the point that the case for repar- local rep- the case against local reparations, they said that as the city and state programs pop up and compensate black Americans for past harms, two experts are calling the idea of local reparations. An oxymoron. That is um, Sandy Darity. Also, you know, they denied, uh, they threw out the case against the Tulsa, um, Oklahoma, the 1921 race and reparations. Yeah, they threw that out the court. They said they will appeal it, but I don't think that's going nowhere. <laughs> I think that's pretty much murder she wrote for that. Uh, he said, local reparations are an impossibility, a virtual oxymoron, right? Duke University professor William A. Darity Jr. and arts consultant Kristen Mullen. Reparations have gradually built esteem in the cities, yada, yada, yada. Reparations undertaken by state and local governments or by individuals or other private organizations simply cannot meet the goal. They write in a chapter of the book, a series of essays from black historians and science sociologists edited by Darity and Mullen. Neither state and local governments nor other organizations individually or collectively have the financial wherewithal to eradicate the difference in black and white network. Agree with that? There's no point in going for reparations locally because they won't be able to pay the Pay the ticket. Yeah, I said it should go government. It should just be. You think it should just go straight? So you think that a study, quote unquote, low, but then you should send it up to the government to actually pay the bill. 
then it all, it should be dispersed evenly throughout the United States. All right, stolen land justice deferred an indigenous Californian dream of a united front on reparations. This was not the original Once headline. again, <laughs> you did not screenshot the article. The original headline was pretty much, what about Native Americans? What about them? Uh, this woman here, she says that she's an activist against any form of racism. She feels like it's her duty to do this, uh, anti-black racism and all this other stuff. Really, she's latched herself onto black American causes because, let's be honest, most people look at Native Americans and say, ain't but five of them left. So they've latched themselves onto black Americans in order to get some level of spotlight on their issues anytime they can. Very few, if any, candidates veer off the same narrative or promises they know they can't keep. To the left, to the left. <laughs> so Pack uh, her shit up and go to the left. <laughs> so she, uh, she actually... During the Brewster's Beach situation. What, what's funny is the Indians may owe us reparations for America does, but they got reparations. Exactly. Now, the Indians used the Buffalo Soldiers as something against black Americans. They can't, re- they can't really use that, though. They do. They said black Americans went around and, you know, was going after Native Americans. They gave them the name Buffalo Soldiers. That's, the, that's why they gave it to them. The same way the white people killed all the Buffalo, they said the black Americans was going after their ass. They said they don't know if they gave them the name Buffalo because of the stanima and the yeah. bigness of the Buffalo or because of their woolly hair. Because the <laughs> Buffalo has like. Yeah. <laughs> but also remember the Brewster's Beach situation when uh, they finally gave the land back to the family and then they sold the damn land. Anyway, when they gave the land. Did they sell the land? Did we yeah. ever follow up on that? They did. So they the, sold it. the other family million. wasn't strong enough. The other the, side. No, they sold it for 20 million. As far as I know, that's what's, that's what's been reported. Low, um, Nationally. I'm anyway, surprised we didn't hear no cases. I'm surprised they didn't. Somebody didn't go to court. Or, you know, somebody put hands on somebody. Somebody popped up missing. But that's a lot of money. Pop. And unfortunately, money, love of money is the root of all evil. <laughs> but Bruce's <laughs> Beach, when they gave the land back to the family, I didn't know that Native Americans, a Native American organization, hers, they wrote the uh, the state, they wrote the, uh, the office and asked for, hey, look, remember... We are the ones who originally owned the land. Like, okay, we you acknowledged you took it from them. You did them wrong, but we owned it first, so we should get something too. Then when they sold it back to the city, they thought they should be given the land. The Native Americans. <laughs> what you got to say? You would have to be here first. <laughs> oh, you going to get rid of them? No, they would have to have been here first. They said they were. They weren't. That's what they saying. Said Darcy, forty-seven has uh, has been a champion of the movements to return land to the states. And how y'all sitting there listening to this woman? Y'all should say, get your fed up. <laughs> to save important sites from development and environmental de- degradation, uh, she was part of a coalition of indigenous activists and environmentalists that joined forces to block a proposed six-lane toll road through the ancient village site of burial ground known as the Penhe of Orange County, San. On no free state beach or organization help stop whatever whatever whatever. Um, I go to what is that? Uh, then there's this. This black <laughs> dude came out. This is the talking about the Bruce's beach. The tiger lily. Uh, the land was returned. This is talking about Bruce's beach, and family subsequently sold it back to the county for twenty million. But officials rejected Darcy's amendment, acknowledging that the Whatever were the original caretakers. Now she she didn't say owners. I guess she trying. I guess they believe that humans can't own land. 
You know oh, that was her Native American spiritualism that yeah. she was trying she to put into that. Said they were the original caretakers of the land, and then she saw uh, the, the denial stung. Having amended it, then that would have set a roadmap around the country, creating a standard whereby you can't perpetuate the complete erasure of, pe- of the people whose lands this is happening. Uh, then this dude came on because non-indigenous Americans are in a sense visitors of the. I'm gonna move back up. I'm sorry. He says, Darcy wished for a cross-cultural discourse is echoed by her friend Hopkins, who is black, based in L.A., as he's the director of organization transformation of the Siena Club, the 130-year-old environmental group, whatever, whatever. We both recognize that our liberation is... She thinks she Pocahontas. (laughs) We both recognize... This is the black dude talking. We both recognize our liberation is bound together. I've never seen that version of Pocahontas. (laughs) I catch heat for the saying that, he says, but... We can't achieve black liberation without acknowledging all of the hurt that has happened in the United States. Hopkins uses the word for the whatever, whatever, because non-indigenous Americans are in a sense visitors of this continent. It is important. We show respect towards hosts. Hopkins, Hopkins said the show of different uh, difference isn't a threat to black justice. He says, but rather an opening for mutual understanding. We so, the only people, only people. We got to help them first. We are literally the only people that would do some shit like this. I remember, what's her name? The white woman <laughs> that was going around doing all the race tests? Jane. Jane. Remember, remember she was, niggas, was, niggas really liked her. Oh, Jane, she cool, she cool. They asked her about reparations. Uh, I the think Native we Americans can't talk about reparations for blacks until we give it to Native Americans. And then we said, this white bitch, <laughs> we knew you want shit when you're doing all of this. You didn't have me fool. Y'all turn on that woman immediately. Same thing happened. Same thing. Y'all, y'all didn't do it with what's his name though? What's his name? The one who went around saying he was black. Rock. Rock Newman. Hold on, hold on. Is, hold is on. his name Newman? <laughs> Rock Newman. The Rock, Rock Newman. Newman. Hold on, let me get this off. Rock Newman was going around saying he was black. And then he did a DNA test and they said he was white. Like okay. 60 percent white. Okay, but he has identified himself as black. So oh, let me say this. Do you believe <laughs> that he should get reparations? Um, he said he black. On on all his uh, well he's he was told that he was black. Nah, we ain't doing that. I, you know, for me personally, I ain't giving his ass shit. But <laughs> um, he's identified himself as black, That's according right. to Doctor Sand. Uh, no, no, he has identified himself. I'm glad you said it too. Yeah, I, I and I think it's on his uh. It's on his uh, identification card, his birth certificate. It says black. black. He's called himself black. Let him get reparations. I was okay. Don't, shit. don't back down. I'm not backing down. You, I said I'm not giving him shit. You're okay with giving him reparations. I Did Did yeah, I, I say I was okay with him giving him reparations? Okay, you didn't don't say that. Don't put shit in my mouth. You didn't say that. You understand... Why he would be considered? I didn't say I understand. Anyway, understood. But you don't you don't believe that a person who came to this country in 1890 called himself black for the last 120 years? They shouldn't be in it though. Hell no. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, are we gonna play what? No, because Arnold Santa didn't show up. Was was it her? I thought it was. It uh... was her. It was her. Shantae, George. They all was. Defending, uh, defending, uh, Keith and uh, Bobby, <laughs> Bobby, <laughs> and you know he loved himself some Howard Hewitt. Oh, I'm the next Monifa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Hold on, hold on. So, no, we we'll wait to uh, we'll wait for honorable. All right, we're gonna wait till next week to do that. Anyway, this is the first week back. We had a lot of lag. I'm gonna do some editing in this. Apologies for the stream. Oh, they used to it. I really do. I apologize for the stream. It seemed like it just got. We're gonna worse. make sure we put that cash up in there for you. <laughs> it just got uh, worse. Shante. Two weeks. I don't know what's going on. It just started. I don't know. We're gonna fix this though. Finally. Yeah, point. we're gonna fix it. Howard Hewitt Muff. <laughs> Howard you Muffet. <laughs> Hewitt. I'm sorry. <sighs> Negroes don't know their own blood type. <laughs> Out here asking reparation. for reparations. <laughs> Shit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, do it now. No. We gonna wait till Honorable Santa come in. Fuck them, run so we that. can get now so everybody do, can hear that shit. We're gonna do it next week, Joel. We already got it uh the, the stand. We have it separated. separated for y'all to hear clearly. Yeah, so so it's gonna be good next week. We got we got you, we got you. Anyway, man. Oh, he probably wanted Howard Hewitt to be We might grab him up too in the mix too. <laughs> anyway, man, uh hey, we're gonna get up out of here now. Any last words you wanna say? Thanks for viewing the channel. Uh you always have a blessed a blessed week. Yeah, yeah. Um, be sure to like it on your way out. You're not honorable. <laughs> Jari George, you calling for some beef now. <laughs> I'm going to uh, stare. You know what? I'm going to stare shit up the next time she <laughs> in here. And she said, George is so hilarious. Hmm. <laughs> George said you ain't honorable. All right. Be sure y'all like it on the way out. Really appreciate y'all for coming through. Spending some time. Uh, listen to us talk. She Hope just you didn't enjoyed know. Enjoyed it. Uh, we're gonna make sure we finally get this lagging shit back <laughs> yeah, under control. Yeah, play Howard here. I'm for real. Y'all play Howard uh, here. My... <laughs> here. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. But anyway, man. Another week. Y'all be safe. All praise to the Most High. Amen.